a golden god! An equal amount of blueberries in each muffin. To a new world of gods and monsters. <laughs> I don't know who's weirder, you or me. You just put the law in my hands, and I'm gonna break your heart. Nobody puts baby in the Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Movies for Life. I am one of your co-hosts, Michelle Egan. And I'm your other co-host, Brian Kuyper. And scene. Okay, so we had all these um, jokes from the movies uh, planned for our intro, and uh, we just, we suck at jokes today. Yeah. So, welcome to the show. Yes. Ho-hum. So, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna go out to the ball game. So, take us out to the ball game see that was oh no that was getting worse that was not that was not from a they're movie, getting worse yeah no like, or we could we could have sang that little song that she writes on the ukulele Batter which i hate that song yeah. i think it's awful <gasps> oh god we're gonna fight today yeah oh my gosh. Okay. but not too much so. this is not going to be one of those situations where there is lost audio um that is mythically placed somewhere in the cloud, you know, that's not going to be today because I like this movie. <laughs> I like this movie a lot. You better. So this is our, it was originally our uh, sports movies episode, uh, but Brian was incredibly indecisive Yeah, and I, changed his movie around like five times. You know, I tried a lot of things because I was like, hey, um, is bowling a sport? Can we do the big Lebowski? <laughs> and I was like, it's not really a sport sports movie though at one yeah. point it was the karate it was the karate kid for a while for a while yeah yeah but uh, thought you were settled on i that was one. pretty settled on that one um but then over the past couple months i just absolutely fell in love with the bad news bears so we're talking about the bad news bears a little later in the show but we're gonna start uh, but f- with yeah but first we're talking about one that has never changed when we said sports movies like this was my one and only pick probably could have come up with a couple of other like lesser ones but really i mean it was on my second forever favorites list yeah we're going to talk about a league of their own yes yes now i i realized something through this whole exercise of trying to decide on a sports movie i'm not really a sports watcher I I, no, I don't I don't really do sports sports I, I I go to the gym and I compete against myself I guess but um I've never been good at sports I don't really enjoy watching them very much um with a few exceptions sometimes I'll, I'll watch the big game if my local team is playing you know but that's kind of it so one thing I realized and this is this is kind of makes me feel like a bad movie fan. I realize that I like a lot of sports movies, but 
I don't love a lot of sports movies. And this is supposed to be about, you know, movies that we really love, right? And yeah. so that's why I had so much trouble. I mean, I love like boxing movies and wrestling movies, sure. but we kind yeah. of took those off the table on purpose because we thought that was kind of its own thing because those movies are usually the person against themselves. Even the Karate Kid is kind of that kind of a movie. It's sure. it's not really yeah. a, a competing against. Yeah, you know, it's more like Ro- it's essentially Rocky with kids. I, I let's face it, and we, <laughs> and we just talked about Rocky not that long ago, right? Right. I love the Rocky movies. I mean, we had that whole discussion already. And the Big Lebowski, like I said, is not a sports movie. It's a not enough. Yeah, it, it's movie. it's a yeah. it's a no. There was one other it, one that you were gonna go with for a while. What was that? I don't remember. Dodgeball. <laughs> Dodgeball. That's right. Then I rewatched it and went, wow, you think uh, there are problematic things about the bad news bears? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I was like, I don't feel comfortable talking about this movie. And I'm fine talking about the bad news bears. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe we're far enough away from it. But I was like, there were things about Dodgeball that just, I love Dodgeball. I think it's a fun movie, but but again, it's like the loving of the movie. I mean, even people will talk about, oh, The Natural. It's like, yeah, I like The Natural. I like uh, Field of Dreams. Hoosiers has never really connected with me. Um, what was the, um, Remember the Titans was another one I thought of. And I like all these movies, but none of them are like in my, got into my core you know not a love we want to talk about the love here yeah you we definitely about- seemed more into this one than any of the oh, other ones man. that you when, threw when out I, before even the big lebowski even though i love that i movie, love the big not, lebowski it's not a sports but movie, even though, though it's yeah it's not enough of a sports movie yeah I, to I, go up against a league of their own because <laughs> I, mean, I, I think one of the criteria of a sports movie is there kind of has to be a big game moment you know sure and, and, and there's <laughs> and that's not in the big lebowski I mean, I guess not every sports movie does, but there there are some I like. I, I I tried watching movies I hadn't seen before. I watched Slapshot, which I think is really good, but at the same time, wow, that's another one I'm not sure I want to touch because there's a lot in that movie that's really like, how do we talk about this movie? Because it was, it's very frank, you know, one. about the okay. way people talk and. You know, Paul Newman's terrific in it, and it's got some great things about it. But at the same time, again, there, there, it was in the seventies, and you know, in the seventies, they put things on screen that they didn't put on screen after that. <laughs> Let's just say that, um, just you know, some thing, some misogynistic and racial things. And the thing is, the movie was written by a woman, so I mean, it's like. That was it's part of the point of the movie, you know, but at the uh, same time, it's how do you approach all these things? So anyway, when I came, <laughs> I'll talk about the Bad News Bears more in depth, my journey with it when we get to it. But first, we're going to yeah. talk about a movie that I do really like a lot uh, <laughs> and I always have liked a lot. That is the one that you brought. And I know it's your favorites, <laughs> one of your favorites, <laughs> that, a league of their own, Penny Marshall's. A League of Their Own. This is just another movie that has just kind of always been with me, been in me, because kind of like Dirty Dancing, actually, it was it's very much tied to my mom, my relationship with her. And like, mm-hmm. she's the one that basically introduced me to this movie, I'm pretty sure, because um, and I actually had this talk with her last week because i was like hey mom guess what we're talking about on the podcast next we're doing baseball movies and she lit up and she was like you're gonna do a league of their own (laughs) 
<laughs> I was like, yep, she knew right away because um, she actually, this movie and sh- my mom, she like actually inspired me like when I was younger. I actually did go out and play sports. I sucked at them, but I wanted to be like my mom and like the women in this movie. And so that's like one of the things that, you know, got me into sports when I was a kid and that um, she played. My mom did uh, when I was young. She was telling me the whole story last week about there was like a a team that Parks and Rec in town put together and she she played on it for a while, like when I was about two you know, so, you know, really formative time to have, you know, something to look up to you know, from your from your mother. And she was badass about it. She broke two fingers because she caught the ball the wrong way. And she was, I, I kind of remember that part of her. She was always like really like hardcore, like the women in this movie. And so um, that's always been a big part of why I love this movie. It was, some, it was something mm-hmm. for me to look up to yeah. when I was a kid. Yeah. I, and there's a lot to cover in this one. So I know that was the thing I was watching it. I was like, Oh, God, there's it's two hours long. And there's so much going on. But I think there's some really big things that are the big part of the story that are pretty easy to talk about, you know, yeah. that we got to focus on. Yeah. Um, and I don't know where to start <laughs> is the thing. So what, what I really love about this movie, too, was kind of watching it again and thinking about, you know, this like, okay, what specific things can I really touch on that that I liked about it? And kind of like, overall, why it works as just not just a good baseball movie, or as a good, you know, women's movie or whatever, but just a good movie overall, like Penny Marshall, like, freaking killed this. And I think the editing is amazing. There's, there's real like, efficiency in the storytelling because there's a lot of ground to cover a lot of secondary characters that really get their time to shine yeah you know and it never the energy is up like the whole time there's like montages that are sprinkled in there we were talking about the montages um over text because and that kind of helps like you know keep up the energy a little bit and there's like all these different i what i love about this one too is just i I would love to like highlight every single one but there's like there's way too many like random little moments like between the characters that i love that just kind of make it so much uh more fun to watch but then they, they still get through like the overarching story of you know the sister relationship which is the main yeah yeah and i think that's something that this movie has in common i mean not the sister relationship but the um the little moments thing yeah the both of these movies are very much you know they have a touch of the altman thing in it you know yeah i think bad news bears probably more so more uh, so but because of the time it was made and things like that but there are those those moments of just little behaviors and details and things that happen that give it, you know, depth and life and reality that are not necessarily part of the story, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, For me, the the, the sister dynamic is really the core of this movie and it's sort of where it starts. I mean, after the little bit of intro, you start out with with, uh, Dottie and Kit uh, is sort of where the movie Mm -hmm. has its through line. And I think honestly... It's at its best when it's really sticking to that. Sure. I like those other elements as well, of course, but I think that through line is is really where 
where its strength lies, you know, the backbone of it. Could have had a little bit more time, maybe, with the two of them. That's, yeah, that, that I mean, that's I something that yeah. I think, too. I mean, as much as everybody loves Tom Hanks, and he's great, and I love him in this movie, he's one of his very best performances, frankly. It's, 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 it's like, sometimes he can steal the show. You know? <laughs> right. <You know? laughs> hey, sometimes those secondary characters steal the shows, too. Yeah, in absolutely. Their, in their little moments, you got uh, Betty Spaghetti and Evelyn, mm-hmm. and obviously May and Doris are mm-hmm. huge parts of it as well and like they all get their time to shine which is what I love and okay Kim, we'll just start off with the cast because the cast is yep. amazing like you yep. already said Tom Hanks mm-hmm. is, who is the best Tom Hanks ever I want to say in this movie like I really this is where mm-hmm. I love him the most this is where he's like serious and funny and yelly <laughs> but really, it's like in the best way he's kind of uh, bridging that space between that he occupied before this you know something like the burbs or you know even really mm-hmm. early stuff like uh, I don't know volunteers and stuff like like that, you know, to where he would be, you know, a year later with like Philadelphia, um, yeah. where there's much more serious weight, kind of weighty kind of stuff going on. So he's he's extraordinarily funny in this movie. Oh my God. You know, you, you almost forget how funny Tom Hanks can be because he yeah. just hasn't done it as much, you know, for the past 30 years Uh, and i miss that he's the best here he just every line still cracks me up all the times that Mm -hmm. he's like yelling at stillwell or (laughs) yeah just stuff like that uh uh, gina davis um obviously is daddy henson is an absolute queen in this movie she rules Mm -hmm. yeah she's perfect I think for this kind of character, too, because she's got... And this will kind of go into when we answer the big question about A League of the Run, because she's really good about being that... She's very tall, too, statuesque, yeah. you know, and mm-hmm. she's got just that hard-nosed, like, dedication to her, like, the really quiet dedication that's not like uh, yeah. Kit, Lori Petty, her right. sister, who's a little bit more, like desperate i don't want to say desperate but like she just kind of wants it more she it's, she wants to be noticed yeah and she's constantly overshadowed yeah and yeah. that's the big thing that you that is established in these opening scenes like mm-hmm. the when we uh get through um, <laughs> one of the things that is kind of weird to me actually about the beginning of the movie is um not when we get to Dottie and Kit, but before when it's older Dottie with her yeah. daughter. It's so weird to me that they use Gina Davis's voice for that <laughs> actress. Does that freak you out or is that just me? <laughs> I, I, I was like, at first I was like, that's not Gina Davis. That's definitely her voice, isn't it? Yeah. yeah and uh, honestly, okay. I have three minor crit- critiques about this movie. <laughs> is this one, one of them? <laughs> one of them is the bookends. I don't like the bookends. I mean... I like it because of the whole thing about the museum and stuff. Yeah, but you don't need end. it. You don't need it is my issue. I, I don't think it's needed. I, I think you have a much stronger beginning, especially. The beginning is what I think really suffers from the bookend. I think if you okay. just had, uh, and I don't love the ending one either, to be honest with you, but it's okay. It's I, I, That one's better for me than the one at the beginning. And I actually think the one at the end should be shorter if they're going to have it at all. Because you don't need to go, oh my gosh, it's May. Oh my gosh, it's uh, all these characters that, that we've sense. met along the way. Okay, we get it. Okay, it's just, it's too much for me. Um, but I think the strong opening to this movie is no credit opening, where you just say, Columbia Pictures presents a Penny Marshall film 
a league of their own, go straight to the um, newsreel. The first baseball game? Or the newsreel, yeah. Go straight to the newsreel. Um, because that... I get the, it. The newsreel sets up um, exactly everything you need to know. I mean, it just says, you know, boys are off to war. The candy bar guy, you know, even though it would really have been Wrigley. um, Wrigley. Yeah. um, Starts women's baseball while they're gone. Okay. We got it. Then we're, then we're, then we're on the farm. That is, to me, that's a much stronger opening. I, I kind of like the stuff with the museum though, because just one thing that I, I really love about this movie is the fact that it exists for one I thing, almost because... wish they had run that on the credits, though. It's like what you do at the end, you show and you have a little thing that says in, you know, the, the league went on until 1953 or whatever, and they were given their place, their spot in the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1980, whatever, you know, that kind of thing. And then and then you show images of the real people at the end. OK, and then and then. And then you go to the old ladies playing baseball, the real people. You can't yeah, cut that you out. You got you, you got to keep that in. I, that's I, I love that. I think that's great. But I don't think the book ends for me. I thought they were kind of like okay. the kind of like in now and then too. Honestly, the the now stuff just didn't work for me at all. In in <laughs> in either movie where the then stuff is because it's because that stuff is so strong. So so for me, you know, ninety five percent of the movie is fantastic. Is this you know set in the forties? And, and, but the bookends just really didn't work for me. <laughs> so that was, okay. that was, that's my, that's my biggest critique of the movie. Biggest by far. Okay. But, um, so are we good? You're not, <laughs> that you're one's not, you're, fine. Okay. That one's fine. Oh, okay. But okay. Like, well, like I was trying to say though, um, like I do love the fact that this movie just exists because yeah. this is a story that I don't think anybody or a lot of people would have even known that this happened. You know, if it wasn't oh, for this, I agree. Movie, I for this movie becoming yeah. mm-hmm. as popular as it did, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that there was a women's baseball league. I mean, and that, like I said, it was so inspirational to me as a young kid. Like, obviously, it could have been to anybody else who saw it at this time. So I just kind of love that this story was told. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm right important, with you. It's an important story that needs to be told. Yeah, I'm right with you on that. Because I honestly, I, when I remember that being part of the big story when it came out, it's like, oh, yeah, there mm-hmm. was, this was a real thing. And so yeah, this I is an important story to tell. And I love that about it. And I and that's why I'm just like, just tell that story. <laughs> I get it. You know, it's kind of nice for me, though, to see. I think it also kind of goes with Dottie's character, though, that that last the bookend at the end, though. Sure. She's talking about like throughout the whole movie about how it's not as important to her. And yet we see her when she's older. She knows them all, you know, mm-hmm. right away. Mm-hmm. She it kind of. You see in her eyes, which you kind of get from the ending, too, that it really did mean something to her as much as she says that, you know, it it doesn't throughout the whole movie. Yeah, but I think that's implicit, you know, because <laughs> I, 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 I honestly, the, I was just sort of like, OK, <laughs> you know, what, what I saw, I was like, OK, they got their Hall of Fame. That's neat. And oh, look, the little shithead kid is all grown up now. And, you know, he's a nice guy. And uh, I mean, it's just like. <laughs> I, I, all right, all right, all right. Okay, it's just I, 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 it wasn't like it was like oh this is ruins the movie for me. I just didn't think it was necessary, especially because you have such a great ending where they call each other mule and nag, and sure. you know that's that's not. I mean, to me, that's perfect ending. You know, because because that's it, how we could have opened it. Because oh. it because it re oh, there you go. Because no high ones. There we go. Because <laughs> because it, it reconnects them there at the end. That's yeah. what. Whoops. 
uh, that's what we're looking for. So sure. Anyway, they didn't I, need the re reconnection. It's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> look, their grandparents and everything worked. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it just seems like a little bit much. But <laughs> okay, just trying to explain myself clearly. That's all. Okay, so let's talk about that relationship though, because I yes. mean that is the heart of this movie. Everything about yeah. this is is that relationship. And Lori Petty, I mean, unfortunately, kind of fell off the face of the earth. She's really good in this. It's uh, she's rough around the edges. But but she's sort of right for it. And I think that's part of that character of Kit, you know, just is rough around the edges. She's trying. She's not as skilled. Yeah. She just is clawing for attention in a way. She has that that little sister. Look at me. Look at me. Spirit. <laughs> you know, that yeah. I I definitely feel I don't think. OK, it's so like I've said before, like I do have an older sister. She's five years older. And I always kind of felt you know, the older, the older sibling is usually the one that ends up doing everything that you're, you know, quote unquote, supposed to do in life. You know, she, she got married and she had kids and the younger sibling is always kind of the more like wild one, the one that kind of goes off the beaten path a little bit. And that's kind of how it's been with the two of us. And so there wasn't ever any rivalry like this. I was never like super jealous of her, but it, I was always kind of like, a little bit of the same thing like oh yeah she's doing all this stuff you know giving you grandkids and everything but I'm I'm, I'm pretty cool too like look at me look at me too you know I always felt like maybe the my parents they're not they weren't as bad as their parents are to kid in this one right turn your voice down you know your father's listening to the radio but it's just like it, having that the older one that seems to just be naturally better at everything mm-hmm. and stuff just comes easier to them they don't really have to work for it yeah Ugh. that's the thing that, i mean when they're showing with what, anybody yeah that's everything hard. <laughs> with you know the dotty character it's like everything is just easy for her i mean mm-hmm. that the baseball element sure sort of like but then when they also show her like them in the finishing school and they're drinking the tea and she's doing yeah, everything she's just perfectly and instinctually as well i mean it's not She's she's like, I'm going through the motions of this mm-hmm. because part of it is like I'm here for my kid's sister, I think, too. And mm-hmm. so I'm going to support her and I'm going to do this until Bob gets home. And that just makes Kit more desperate to prove herself. That's what she's trying to yeah. do throughout the whole movie is prove herself. But I like that there is a little bit of, um, I think, an element that comes in to the the ending question of the movie is that there is um, a tough love thing that Dottie, you know, gives to her sister. And she doesn't... Um, there's, like, nice friendly competition between the two of them because neither one of them are losers. You know, neither one of them is going to give up on anything. Mm-hmm. And they are always trying... Like, Kit does want to be... Notice she wants to be um, just as good um, as her sister, but... <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying. I don't know what I don't want to say anything <laughs> too much about uh, one one other element of the movie. But um, just like, OK, so in that first the opening of a baseball game that they're playing for, yeah. uh, they both play for their local dairy. You know, you've got um, Dottie is trying to get Kit not to, you know, swing at the high balls like she always does because she can't hit them and everything. <laughs> her, and so stance, she's try- <laughs> her stance when she gets her there for, is so funny. <laughs> 
I know. <laughs> she has a horrible batting stance. <laughs> Sorry. It's really funny. It's a great joke, though. I mean, it's a really it great visual gag. And that's one of the things about this movie I think sometimes gets forgotten is how funny it is. It's really, it's really funny. It's hilarious. I, just all the way through. But you have, in this first game, you kind of see that Kit's not really going to listen. She wants to try to do things on her own. She wants to try and make her own way. And mm-hmm. it's just harder for her. She's, yeah, maybe she's not as talented as her sister, which kind of sucks because she wants it more. That's the thing. Yes. Is that Dottie, yeah, that's a good point. Dottie is good, but it's not something that she loves as much as Kit Kit needs this. And she says that, you know, to her when uh, the scout comes, you know, and she says, you know, because he won't take her unless Dottie comes too. And, you know, she has a whole talk with her when they hear the thing from the parents that are just like, uh, Kit. And she says, like, I need this. I need to get out of here. Right. Mm-hmm. And like one of, of my favorite scout. lines that's no, well, one of my favorite lines is like just kind of funny, but also like kind of probably heartbreakingly true is the way that um, when Kit's like, um, you know, you ever hear dad introduce us to people? This is our daughter, Dottie. This is our other daughter, Dottie's sister. (laughs) Which is kind of, um, Um, that's like the relations. That's how she feels in the relationship. Sure. But yes, the scout, John Lovitz. Uh, John Lovitz (laughs) as the scout. I mean, this is John Lovitz playing to the rafters here. I mean, this is uh, his sort of big Saturday Night Live persona sketch kind of character. Um, It's like, ah. Uh, But he's so, he's really funny. I I kind of always find him entertaining in a movie. Um, And the way he just delivers lines is it's sort of in that 40s movie style you it know? is yeah and so his the, delivery the cadence to voice a little yeah, bit yeah his delivery is very much has sort of a cagney thing going on with it that makes it really funny and even though it's not quote unquote real it is very appropriate to the time period of the movie and yeah. i th- i think that's really entertaining about it um so i think he's really funny and then the stop along the way you know where they meet marla and everything is uh, (laughs) you know i know some he's got a lot of those lines where it just it it feels like um improv yeah you know like we were talking about with jumping jack about with uh jumping jack flash you know the penny marshall movie like she just brought in like all of her you know talented friends and said this is your character. Steal the show for a second, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then, and then you're out. That's what he does, you know. Yeah, I like much. when she's um when uh, Kit comes after him and is like, "I'll throw you some pitches, and I'll show you, I'll show you what I can do." And he, the cow in the background <laughs> moves behind him, and he just turns and goes, "Will you shut up?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it seems like that probably wasn't in the script, you know, and they just kept it in. And there's a line where he says, if you want to stay here plucking cows, that's your business. I think that is, again, that's that's my feel, ashtabula. Yeah, it feels like another line that he might have dropped himself. Right. It's just, there's there's lots of stuff like that. There's great details um, about, you know, the batting inside the tryout. Marla's tryout inside uh-huh. the gym is yeah. really, really funny. But there's also sort of this sort of sweet setup of the character's father you know mm-hmm. it's yep. um sort of a minor character but i love he, that he's, he's 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 just like you know i i raised her to be like a boy and yeah. you know so don't punish her for 
things that are my fault. But it also illustrates that this league is set up partially for, you know, the quote unquote eye candy of it all. And so, and Marla. That's how it really was. Yeah. Right. And Marla doesn't fit that mold. At first, at least. I mean, she comes out of her shell. It's she really comes sweet. out of her shell and it's neat. But I mean, most of it, I mean, she's because it's not because she's 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 just introverted and she's yeah closed in on herself hiding herself, and, hiding sure, herself yeah. and that kind of thing. Yeah, I do love that. I love that moment a little bit more now, like watching mm-hmm. it this time. Like, I mean, it's funny the way that you know she takes her hat off and John Lovitz kind of goes... <laughs> When he sees her, but right. I mean, it's so mean, but it's kind of funny, just his reaction. I can't, I can't help it. But just the way that her father like doesn't get mad at him or whatever, and is just really sad because he realized, you know, like, oh man, maybe I screwed up here. Right. You know, this isn't, you know, like he said, like, I don't make my little girl suffer because I screwed up raising her. Like, this is what she loves to do. She yeah. needs this opportunity. And I like how uh, both Kit and Dottie, when, <laughs> when, they, when they say, oh, I mean, she's not coming taking her and, and they both put their suitcases down at exactly the same moment. I mean, there's just no thought mm-hmm. whatsoever. It's like, no, we're not going unless you bring her because she's good. Oh, yeah. You know? and, and I think that is that's a really, you know, that solidarity is sort of set up right from the beginning because, I mean, that's 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 I mean, we're following obviously a team and it's a little I mean, obviously, there's a certain amount of stretching of realism that they all end up on the peaches and that's the team you sure. follow but <laughs> all, every girl that they happen to run into like yeah, marla and yeah, may and doris it's like oh we're all on the yeah. same team yeah uh, it's okay um, it's movies movies exactly <laughs> it's it's movie logic um but <laughs> but you know that's how you we're setting up the characters and you're finding these people to root for and yeah it's it's just that great setup is how it works so so like the first montage and one that was actually like the whole movie is very inspiring to me but even like this tryout montage uh-huh. when they're at um harvey field you know mm-hmm. supposed to be wrigley field in right. chicago even this sequence was inspiring for me mm-hmm. like i said i did play sports i played softball and i played basketball and i had fun but i was one of those ones that i just I, I played, but they didn't use me a whole lot. I don't think I was very good. And I just kind of did it again because I was inspired by this movie. I was I was too much of a like a nervous, scared child to be really good at sports. You know, I, I didn't have that aggressive spirit in me to like really get in it. But yeah. watching Same. the women in this movie, like I was just like, I, I want to be like that. Maybe I've kind of translated that now to like, maybe that I can be more like that with my weightlifting, you know, my own, doing something on my own time. But just, like I said, watching them, they're going so hard. This is just a tryout. This isn't like a real game or anything. But, you know, all the montages of all the people that are trying out, they're, mm-hmm. they're going so hard with like showing them what they've got and sliding and falling over and running into the hedge to catch the ball right. and everything and just getting dirty. And I, I loved that's what i love about this whole movie is that it's not there's nothing pretty about it they're always like so dirty you know at the Mm -hmm. end of a game like because they really go hard yeah and that's important to see that like it wasn't you know the the thing throughout the whole movie is like girls can't play ball and then they realize like oh shit they're actually like real ball players like yeah right (laughs) they're just as talented and they work just as hard that's right and it's like i always wanted to be like that because sports and being like physically good at something is something that other people can see that you can do that's 
mm-hmm. you know, that's something that people can admire about you. Like I wasn't ever any good at that stuff. Like that wasn't where I could shine. And that's where I, I tried to, like I said, with playing softball and basketball. I was, I was good at basketball, I think, because I was the tallest. They kept me around because I could be the center. But, you know, I, was, I wasn't very good at it. But um, still very inspired. Like I always got like the best attitude award. <laughs> You know, I was one of those players. (laughs) Whenever I played in PE, like anything, people were nice to me, but they would always say, oh, Brian, nice try. Because I would always (laughs) screw up. And you know what? That actually made me upset. I was like, but I screwed up. I I didn't get it. It's like, I hate this. Mm -hmm. And all you're saying is, oh, nice try. Nice try. Nice try. Mm -hmm. It got really, really annoying. To this day. I hate it when people call me by just my last name. If someone just calls me Kuiper, because that's a sports thing. That's a sports thing. Yeah. And and it just it just makes me cringe. And you know, there are people that do it without thinking too. I mean, people who have been involved in sports their whole lives often just call people by their last name. So I'm like, no, please call me Mr. Kuiper or Brian. Yeah. If you're an adult, you can call me Brian. If you're a student, you can call me <laughs> Mr. Kuiper. But just don't call me Kuiper. I just hate that. <laughs> it just sends like this uh, up my spine. I just can't stand right. it. And I'm just saying all that because I didn't necessarily, I think at the time I was trying to translate it to the exact same thing, but I think a movie like this can inspire you in any area of your life you know is what i'm trying to say you know like i I tried to i tried to go like one-to-one like oh i'm gonna play softball too and be just as cool as them but i could have used that for anything else even a character like um ellen sue gotlander the uh the blonde sure super pretty one yeah it Mm -hmm. was cool to see her you know playing baseball in the movie because it was like oh i mean it's a dumb thing to think of now but this is what i thought when i was a kid you know like oh even like a super pretty like miss georgia girl can be really good at baseball or something like that you know right and i i just think that's something that this movie gets really well and it's something like for the main characters and for like the secondary characters again you know showing the dedication of all of them and just like how any anybody can do anything as they as long as they love it and they put their mind to it and they put their hard work into it like they do in this movie Mm -hmm. yeah i would agree (laughs) um i'm trying i feel like i'm trying to get like all of my no points in about this movie at one time sure. but no that's that's good so uh did you want to talk about some of the other sort of members of the team or do you want to yeah bring in jimmy or how do we want to do this well the tryouts we are introduced to may and doris played right. by madonna and rosie o'donnell i kind of love their dynamic they're like a great mm-hmm. little best friend team yeah they're obviously cast to, you know, sort of the persona that they yeah. had, you know, before that. Uh, so there's, <laughs> so they work in this movie, I think, pretty well. And they have that kind of dynamic where it's like they've known each other for a while that mm-hmm. they can say a lot of things to each other and it doesn't really hurt them. It's, you know, it's, they have that kind of like catty best friend thing to them where they're almost like sisters themselves, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there is that definitely that dynamic. Yeah, your head and not your behind because that looks really swollen. Um, <laughs> I'm going to quote this movie, and Brian's going to have like no idea what I'm saying because I've seen this like 800 times <laughs> since I was a kid, and he's seen it like twice in his whole life. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's okay. And then um, another like really sweet scene that I like too in the tryouts is when uh, Shirley Baker and um, Helen Haley. 
Yes. And Shirley's the one that can't the, read. The reading, yeah. Mm-hmm. Such a sweet little moment. Like, you sometimes when I would watch this movie, I would be like, well, are those moments, like, really needed? And I think they are. Because you can't... <laughs> I mean, you, you got to show like like the song in the movie, like that these women come from all over the place. And like that's something that Rosie O'Donnell talks about in one of her scenes where, you know, um, when they're on the bus and she's talking about her boyfriend and mm-hmm. it's like not feeling like, you know, like I, everyone always made me feel weird because, you know, I was a baseball player. But look, look at all of us that do the same thing. Like we all have this thing in common that makes us you know a little bit special. And so I, I like that there are these moments with the other characters that aren't as big, but you still get a sense of like all the different people that were involved in this and like all the different walks of life that were became a part of this league, which is an amazing thing to me. Yeah. Okay. So who are some of the other? So we've got Betty <laughs> and we've got... Betty Spaghetti. Yeah. I love Betty Spaghetti. Um, Ellen Sue Gotlander, who I've already said I love her. Betty Spaghetti. Evelyn um, with her kids still well. Um, she actually becomes one of my favorite characters kind of um, in a weird way at the end with her son. Because like one of the moment that this movie like makes me cry a lot of different parts. But one that does is uh, Evelyn is kind of presented as kind of an annoying character in a way almost i don't like mm-hmm. to say because i love her she's super sweet and everything but she's got you know the annoying little kid that she takes with her and she's the one that screws up a couple of times during the game she gets no, the there's no crying in baseball, baseball. thing yeah. and then like one of my favorite moments though is is at the end of the museum that you don't like but that's okay <laughs> well when still will you know says to Dottie, you know, like uh she always said that you know this is the best time she ever had in her whole life and that kind of like makes you feel for a character more like this because this really meant something to her. Sure. Uh, of course it did. Yeah. That always gets me around. Right the and there's, a, there's <laughs> a neat little moment where, you know, he kind of gets his picture taken next to the cutout of his yes. mom. It's, it's, you know, yes. I mean, it's not that there are things in there that are not good and interesting and valuable. I just don't think that the movie as a whole needs it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> gotcha. Well, and all the teams have to have their chaperone. They have Miss Cuthbert. <laughs> She's great, <laughs> though. I mean, and the thing is, I She's like great. one of the things that I like about this movie is like the chaperone and the men and are not like shrews or, you know, people no. that are like, like, no, you uh, you come home and you stop playing this man's game. You know, none of that happens. And, I, and I'm like, yeah. that's, it's kind of refreshing because it's not stereotypical of anybody, of the women or the men. And mm-hmm. I think it's fair, you know, and human to everybody and i i think that's that's one of the things i really like uh that this movie treads that you know i think yeah in a, in a smart and interesting way because like um you know sure you know gary marshall's character he's kind of like ah you know whatever you know this is just gonna end and no big deal whereas david strathairn is like you know we're I, i'm gonna keep this going this is good you know he's not and, but you know the, how dedicated these girls are? You know are? how dedicated they are, yeah. but he's also the one who comes up at the beginning and says, if you don't play in this, you don't play at all, you know? Because um, he knows he's got to play to certain... Mm-hmm. He's got to get butts in seats, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, getting pretty girls in short skirts. <laughs> yeah. And, and <laughs> do it. But then he kind of has the same thing that Jimmy does when he realizes like just how good they actually are mm-hmm. and that people really do like watching, you know, coming to see them play. Yeah, yeah. I love the relationship between Jimmy and Miss Cuthbert, too, <laughs> where he's just constantly, like, giving her crap. Yeah. You gorgeous stack of pancakes, you. 
<laughs> Which again, I mean, this is some of this is probably you know Tom Hanks putting in his sure. his own two cents into the script, you know, a little bit. So you want to talk about Jimmy? Then? Yeah, I do want to talk about Jimmy. This this what did you want to say? This is um this is my second minor critique. <laughs> I think I think this movie, his introduction, Jimmy Dugan's introduction, should be in the uh, clubhouse. I think it should be with him, you know, yes, with, with, (laughs) with, uh, you know, the girls talking about, you know, this is my husband's baseball card. If it gets ruined, he would be so upset. I'm going to see if he'll sign it for me. And then he stumbles in drunk, goes and takes that, you know, epic P and rips up the card. And that's his introduction. I think that is so much stronger because I don't think you need the scene before that. We already know because we're told later he ruined the end of his career because he was a drunk. We kind of get that Mm -hmm. impression anyway with, with when he shows up at the clubhouse. I just don't think that scene is And the way he walks with his knee, you can kind of tell he's hurt his knee. Yeah. He, He's hurt his knee and all that stuff. I mean, it just it just feels like it got left you know in because because um because Gary Marshall's Gary in Marshall the scene. <laughs> more screen time. Like, yeah, I, honestly, that's how that's what it feels like to me. The one joke that's kind of funny about it is that Tom Hanks has this little thing of toilet paper, right? Kind of, kind of show <laughs> sa- shaving that comes back later at the end of the movie, but that's that's to me. Otherwise, that scene was like. You don't need this scene. You know what? I I actually kind of like that. Okay. Yeah. That would have been funny. <laughs> I, I, just think it's a, I, I just I like think that. it's a stronger introduction to the character. <laughs> or maybe if that scene had come afterwards or it's like some or other something. kind of different, a, a different conversation between him, Mr. Harvey and Jamie. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or something because I, I I think it, it, and the scene in, in the scene in and of itself is not a bad scene that's the thing it's just does the movie need it I always think to myself I would never know what to leave out if I was a director this was like one of the only things where I was watching this and going yeah you don't need that scene I, I can't I just don't do that that's just not my thing one of the things I do but that one was like yeah this is obvious to me <laughs> And that's rare. So, I mean, and I'm not trying to fault the scene because it's a fine scene again, but um, I just think that I would love to <laughs> just, I, I just imagine that cut in my mind of it going from the previous to them to Dugan just stumbling into the clubhouse like that. That is actually funny. Damn it, Brian. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I have a harder time with this just because I know this movie. You like the I know you. Do. I know you. <laughs> you know, do. yeah. And uh, like losing any part of it would just kill me. But sure. that's actually that. That's pretty funny. <laughs> that would have been a good introduction for him. <laughs> I do think it's funny though. Like the way he's introduced in that scene with Gary Marshall though mm-hmm. is pretty funny because he's trying to give him a tour and he's like, you know, I really, Jimmy. Because he's just like right. stumbling around, yeah, already, like, yeah. half drunk, and their interaction is is very funny. They kind of match energy. They do the way that they're playing their characters. They do, and so in and of itself, the scene is a good scene. It's just that yeah. sometimes you got to lose a good scene for the greater good. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, oh, speaking of Jimmy, one of my favorite lines of his is when he's <laughs> he says to the chaperone. I loved you in The Wizard of Oz because <laughs> as I was thinking, as when she first came on, I was like, my gosh, she looks just like Margaret Hamilton. And then he says that. I was like, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do kind of like uh, and 
this Dugan is one of the things that I think sort of connects the two movies together with the bad yeah, news yeah, bears absolutely. because Buttermaker is, a, you know, and Dugan have a lot of similarities going on here. I mean, the, that first game for both of them where they just don't care. I really like that part in the fourth inning where you scratch your balls for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> like, gotta do it right. Hey, yeah. Anything worth doing is worth doing right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that that was one of the things that really was like. Yeah. I think Buttermaker has a better attitude about it though, because Jimmy mm-hmm. is like, I haven't got ball players, I've got girls, yeah. you know. But he and Buttermaker's not like he uh, likes the I kids used to be big. pretty yeah, yeah. much right yeah. off the bat. I mean, even though it's he doesn't feel like it's beneath him to coach kids, where Jimmy feels like it's beneath him to coach the women at yeah. first, you yeah. know, yeah. until he finally starts to pay attention and sees how good they are. That's right. Well, and I like how, you know, Dottie essentially just naturally falls into the leadership role. Again, she's just that kind of thing where yeah. everything comes natural to her and it's easy. And, and, and you know, they're doing the signs, that great scene where they're doing the signs and, and mm-hmm. Marla is coming back and forth Stop to thinking the with play. your tits here. We want a big inning. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like, who's the manager here? I am. It says, well, then act like it. That's very much like you the line. Lush. Yeah, that's very much like the line in the first game of Bad News Bears, where Tanner says to him, "Just go back to your beer. Mm-hmm. Go on." I mean, it's to me, it's there's, it, it's like this. It's a, almost the same moment in a way, um, because it's that moment where he's like, "Okay, yeah, fine, okay, they're not wrong." <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm really trying not to like think of stuff I want to talk about in terms again of those just those little moments that I love, but there are some that really kind of just stand out to me mm-hmm. that I would just like to talk about. Yeah, like let's in do the, it. again in that that first game, uh-huh. one of my favorite moments again that I love that this moment was given to a secondary character was when the the guy they're warming up and the announcer is introducing them and everything and the people start laughing and people in the stands start laughing at them and the guy gets up there and starts like you know girls can't play ball yeah and ellen sue throws the ball at him yeah <laughs> just being a total badass does it hit him like, in the nuts because that's a very bad news bears kind of thing <laughs> to have happen it hits him in the shoulder oh man i think uh, it's 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 just it's like get a sling for get a stretcher for his balls <laughs> anyway that's my new favorite line from the bad news bears is get a stretcher a stretcher for his balls sure. uh anyway but just again it's like another thing just kind of showing mm-hmm. how awesome they are you know and I look again i like that it was that moment was not given to dotty or something because we right, already know how right awesome dotty mm-hmm. is you know That's we gotta give point. these other people a chance to shine yeah and they do now of course between games there are all these wonderful moments you know like traveling on the buses mm-hmm. and then um you know the, the bus driver quits because of the kid and <laughs> still well still well and um the Luke whole quit <laughs> again which is what tom hanks being is yelling who's so. lou <laughs> yeah the driver <laughs> right he has his moments of quiet too where he's super funny especially mm-hmm. when he's talking to evelyn mm-hmm. when she's asking to uh bring Stillwell on road trips with him and he's just i can't he can't show it her podcast but just the facial expressions that yeah he does in this movie and there's another on, scene like, at the end at, with later with later on like after he's yelled at her and then she like screws up again and he's trying to control himself it's like not one of the best moments why, why, why don't you work on that for next you're still season? missing 
<sighs> Still missing the cutoff, man. <laughs> just more of Tom Hanks just uh, being the best. Well, one of the things that's funny about this movie, this is what I remember about Tom Hanks in this movie, like behind the scenes, that mm-hmm. he had done Big, obviously, and Big was very successful. He got an Oscar nomination and all that. Next movie was Bonfire of the Vanities, which was a disaster. I mean, across the board, literally no one that defends that movie, frankly. Well, I I wouldn't say no one because there probably are people now, but you know what I mean. But basically, there was this black mark against everyone who was involved with that movie. After that experience, Tom Hanks actually stepped back a little bit. You just didn't see him every year anymore. All of a sudden, there was this little gap and he comes back. And it wasn't that long. It was only a couple of years, honestly. He comes back and he very deliberately chose this, you know, to be in. The, he was asked, obviously, by Penny Marshall. And he was like, okay, but, you know, <laughs> let's talk about this character. Let's really, this this one has to count. I can't screw this up. This one cannot be what the last one was, is essentially what it came down to. And so he takes this supporting role. I mean, even though he's given top billing, Jimmy Dugan is a supporting role in this movie and just goes for it, steals the show and gets Mm -hmm. all this attention from it. And it was like Tom Hanks is back. Is was and he's doing something different. Was also sort of the he's not just the goofy comedy guy here, he's really doing something that is more nuanced than that. Then, obviously, next year was Philadelphia and the Oscar, and then Forrest Gump and the Oscar, then Apollo 13 and the Oscar nomination. And I I mean, it was just like, (laughs) yeah, you know, it was off to the races after that. But this was the turning point. I really feel like when I remember when this was coming out, it was like, this is Tom Hanks, like you've never seen him before. Um, and then when they did like retrospectives afterwards, like biography and things like that on A&E, it was like, this was the turning point for Tom Hanks. This was a big deal. And it was a much bigger, we think of it as, as just sort of in a continuum now. But sure. at the time, I mean, this was this was a bigger deal than I, I really remember this specifically. And you can see that he's really, he, first of all, he's given everything he can to this character. And he's also having the fucking time of his life doing it right (laughs) he puts everything into like every little moment yeah that he's given yeah and it's It's (laughs) you know and i i honestly if he gets i mean jonathan demi and robert zemeckis and steven spielberg you know getting probably more credit for tom hanks's career but penny marshall is the one who gave it to him excuse me (laughs) you know penny marshall gave him his career yeah. And it started, I mean, this is the best. Yeah. I mean, uh, because before that, I mean, he was a quote unquote comedy actor and sort of, I mean, as much as I love things like The Burbs, it was not a huge movie. You know, it's a great movie, but, you know, that's this, you know, whereas this was like premier prestige film, not Oscar Beatty exactly, but the kind of movie that sort of really got attention. And another one that I was just looking up because I couldn't remember what year it was, but it was before this that doesn't get talked about enough is Joe versus the volcano. Was that before this? That was the other one that 1990. Yeah, that's the thing. That was the thing. It was. It wasn't just because uh, that was the same kind of thing as this. Actually, where it's the that 
combination of uh, yeah, comedy is. and drama. It is, but also it's a good thing you bring that up because actually Bonfire of the Vanities, it wasn't just one flop. It was two because Joe versus Volcano, which is a it's very so good movie, good, though. Yeah, which is a really good movie, was also a massive flop. Uh, that's so yeah. sad because it's yeah. such a good fucking movie. Yeah, and and the thing is that that was the thing. So that's that second. Yeah, so you're filling in a blank for me there by saying that because it wasn't just oh I've had a bad I've had a flop I'm getting, can rebound it right. was like no I've had two flops two and okay, I need gotcha. something <laughs> yeah so there you go <laughs> he's fabulous in that movie too though I don't oh of course he is you know well, it's oh, a weird no, movie actually, I, I get it let's 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 I, give it let's give it three Turner and Hooch that's a really good movie too. I love Turner and Hooch I actually really like flop. Yes. What? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Turner and Hooch was considered um, a bad movie. No, that's a good movie. I watched that like a couple of years ago and I hadn't seen it forever. I was like, wait a minute. Well, what's funny is. <laughs> this is actually good. <laughs> so, yeah. So I guess. He <laughs> Not had, that I didn't think it was, but I just hadn't remembered it like that. I remembered it being kind of like goofy. Yeah. He had had kind of a streak of movies after big that were just sort of like considered mm-hmm. disappointments. I kind of understand Joe versus the volcano though, because it's a very weird. It's movie. a weird movie. Yeah. A- again, I haven't seen that one probably since it came out on video. Uh, so I don't. Oh God, watch it remember again. It's so it all. Good. Um, but I mean, people sort of have reappraised a lot of his movies from that area, the Money Pit and things like that, as being. I love the Money Pit. It's the Money so funny. The Money Pit is stupid, but it's really a funny. I yeah, you know, I it, it. it's it's a fun movie to follow. So he had kind of had that kind of a streak, and it was like he, it's something's gonna give here, you know, either it's gonna take off or it's gonna disappear, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this was the movie that was the turning point from. And that. he can do it all mm-hmm. in this one, man. Mm-hmm. He is funny. Yeah. He is serious. He is sincere in some points. He's tough, you know, and needs to be. This, like I said, this is my favorite Tom Hanks, so I can't really say anything more than that. Like, this is yeah. just, he do, everything he does is my favorite thing. I Like, most of my no, I get you. quotes would probably be from him, you know. In this. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things I was going to say about, real quick, about Turner and Hooch, when he was on uh, Inside the Actors Studio, which is pretty entertaining episode. He's pretty funny. One of the students talks about Turner and Hooch and she's like, and people sort of laugh at her and she says, no, come on guys. It's great. And, and, and Tom Hanks steps up and says, you know what? That was one of the um, hardest acting jobs I ever had. It's like, that, I, I imagine it's like, I really worked hard in that movie because I was, you know, the dog and we, there was a scene that was cut out of the movie where we were on stakeout together. <laughs> And it was just like, <laughs> it's this great thing where, where the dog just kind of goes, roof. And I, and, I, and I like sit up and go, all right, all right, it's, it's my turn for the watch, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so it's, but I just love that dedication. You know, we're talking about dedication of of uh, the characters in this movie. I mean, dedication of someone like Tom Hanks and, of course, Gina Davis. Uh-huh. Gina Davis is a real pro, too. I actually think this is probably my favorite Gina Davis performance, too, yeah. um, because uh-huh. I think it's really, really nuanced. She's very in control, and I really like that about her and i want as a horror fan i'm probably supposed to say the fly but beetlejuice (laughs) beetlejuice um but again in in all those she's kind of i mean not so much in the fly but she's she's uh sort of i don't know in in here she's she's very in control she has very quiet intensity to her which i think Mm -hmm. matches up with like who her character is supposed to be too yeah i really like her in this movie and it's the the 
I don't know. The character of Dottie just really seems to... I Maybe I associate it as being closer to who Gina Davis really is. but And I don't know if that's true or not. But then some of her other movies. And that's... Not necessarily how I measure a performance, but it's there's something about it that feels very rings very true, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, some other great stuff mixed in here mm-hmm. with uh, the secondary characters, like when they go to the suds bucket. Yes, <laughs> this is a great scene. Mm-hmm. Madonna dancing around the floor is great. I'm sorry, yeah. when uh, the guy gets uh, and uh, Rosie Donna like flips the guy <laughs> over on his back. It's, it's still kind of uh, those little moments r- I really enjoy, but sure. this is where. Marla comes out of her shell and it's yeah. like one of the best reveals. <laughs> well, and then her, um, it's the guy who's like, I'll take her home. You know, it's great. And they end up getting husband. married. Yeah. Yeah. For she's the, rest she's of their the lives. first super one. Sweet. Yeah. It's like, no, she's the, yeah. fr- ends up being the first one to get married. I think that's really sweet. I'll see you next season. I sing a Nelson. I sing a Nelson. Ain't I, baby? Yeah. <laughs> I love the way this actress is so good at playing she's, this character. She's the, really great. Yeah. The way that she can be like as introverted as she is and that first time we see her and like just the, her eyes i think are so expressive like they really when are. um when um they're still at the tryouts and um ira lowenstein um david strathairn's how do you say his name strath i i just strathern. say strathairn strathairn yeah ah. whenever he says like you know all the you know ladies are gonna be take lessons at charm and beauty school because every woman in this league is going to be a lady <laughs> just the way her she just kind of goes uh and her yeah. eyes get really big and then they go to the the beauty school um sequence where they're i don't know why are they walking and like gr- the gracefully and I grandly know. I know. it's they, stuff that makes no <laughs> sense like nobody walks like that but you yeah. see her and she's just going her arm is just going straight up and down <laughs> she's so good at like like slowly coming out of that you know they they curl her hair and you know they put a little bit of makeup on her and she starts to stand up a little bit straighter you you see in the background it's and then you see her you know singing um at the suds bucket uh that's when you're like oh okay so right. marla has finally come out of her shell and like yeah that's a good thing that character really needed you know yeah <laughs> it's beautiful to see something like that some of the really little moments that i like i i like when dotty and Jimmy are talking about, you know, she's on the bus, shows the picture of, of mm-hmm. Bob, her husband. And I was like, oh, hey, that's Bill Pullman. And um, <laughs> real small role in this one, but yeah. And um, smart and good looking. There are so few of us. Yeah. <laughs> it says, are you still going to play when he comes back? Is the question. And she's like, no, I'm not. And, and this is an important conversation, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. I believe it's true. It's like, well, you play like you love it. And that's a good, <laughs> you don't, you never say it, you know, but you play like you love what you do. And I think that's a really um, excellent moment. Because he asked her, you know, like, are you going to quit? Like when he comes back home and, and she says, well, yeah, I mean, she could. Yeah, there's no question it about it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you could just quit like that. And she says no, but I think the look. Or yes, that she could just quit like that. It doesn't mean anything to her. But the look on her face kind of tells a different story. It's a different story. I yeah. think you know. And um, when he asks her, "Does Bob know like how how good you are?" You know, at this, and she has to ask him. You know, like you know, how good am I? She doesn't. I. Th- it's like she's one of those people that's like so talented, but like she doesn't want to be. You know, it's because sure. it's not in her 
heart as much as it is in someone like Kit who really sure. needs it where yeah. Dottie has something to fall back on. She has like, you know, cause she says at the beginning when she doesn't even want to go try out in the first place, you know, that, you know, she's married and like when he comes back, we're going to start a family. That's going to be my life. I'm going to be happy doing that. And Kit doesn't have anything like that, you know? Right. And so she, it's like, she has guilt for her talent. Sure. No, I get that. I, I yeah, yeah, definitely there. Also, I really like that part where David Strathern really sort of stands up for the league. Mm-hmm. He's you know he's saying you know he's just going to shut it down. Men's baseball isn't going to be shut down, so there's no need for this. And, and he says, oh, so what? What are you going to do? Is going to go to the factories next? You know, Rosie, hand in your rivets. We ask these women to do this for us, and then we're just going to throw them out. Go back to the way it go was before. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think that's that's the part where I really start to like David Strathern's character, you know, because before that, he's just sort of this image of the boss, you know, where here sure. it's like he genuinely cares about this and is like, you know, I'm going to turn this into something worth, you know, continuing. And mm-hmm. he does. Uh, you know, he he goes through things you know, like the Life magazine thing and uh, with Dottie as the focus of it and um, just various things that are that they do to uh, to get people to come to see them. Yeah, I, I, think, I love that montage. Though. Yeah, it's good. That's, it's good. That's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when um, she does the splits and it kind of starts the whole montage of them doing like crazy things that I think they really did the whole like yeah. touch a foul, get a kiss thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, have I think no that doubt. was a that real was thing. Real, yeah. There's uh, a nice little thing where they're uh, they're throwing the balls at like uh, characters of like Hitler and right. It's Hitler, Mussolini, and um, uh, Hirohito. And I kind of like too where you see the Jimmy's turn in that too yeah. when um, he asks Dottie like, well, you know, what the hell was that?" And she says, "You know, I thought it would just help the league," which you know it does. It gets people, you know, because they the it, splits like thing. He, yeah, yeah, the splits thing. Mm-hmm. Because you know, that, like um, Ira is talking about, you know, they they need to make money. It's yep. Like, no profit, no product. You know, we can't keep paying you guys to do this. And yes. and, and I know you yes. love it. I want you to keep doing this. You, yeah. We have to make it entertaining. I'm sorry, but it, that's what you kind of see the turn it, I mean, where it makes is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's why <laughs> it makes Jimmy mad because he finally has seen you're know, like, oh hey. They're actually good ball players, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. but that kind of makes them mad because it's it's because it's like a little circus going yeah. on, you know, and it's not it's fun, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's it's kind of cute. May catching the ball with her hat, or sure, Dottie catching the ball behind her back. Yeah. Doris jumping in and grabbing the hot dog. It's all like it's another like, again, just another like example of like how this movie like keeps the energy up and tells the story very efficiently and like gets through all of this stuff that you know this is all the stuff that's happened that we want to talk about in this movie and we want to focus on all these different things and all these different characters and everybody gets Mm -hmm. (laughs) their time but then when it when it pulls the sister element really back in closely again is when Dottie calls out kit for you know it's like your your arm is worn out you need to be Mm -hmm. taken out of the game and Kit seems it's sort of like this balance. I want you to treat me with respect for my ability, but you're also my sister. And so yeah. it's like, well, I treated you like a ball player, you know, I treated you like a pitcher. Yeah, I treated sure you like I a pitcher. I was like, I would have, I would have called out anyone, but Kit takes it so personally. That's part of the problem there. And they just have that blow up and yeah. is like. Well, that scene is a failure for her to be taken out of the game and not get mm-hmm. to finish, you know? Sure. And she's already feels like a failure up against her sister. Sure. You know, it's like, you're, we're going to have to work out a trade. And, and it's, like, it's like, and he 
trades kit and not her. I mean, that's right. just obviously. But I do like that line. It's like, so has anyone seen my red hat? Oh, piss on your hat. Piss on your hat. <laughs> well, that seemed uncalled for. I love, I love well, that she, reaction. And again, Kit has the perfect scene because um, after, you know, the whole fight at the game and, you know, Jimmy throws her in the shower and everything. Right. You cool off because she gets in a fight with Doris and everything. But um, when they're in the locker room later on and you know she's Dottie is telling her that stuff you know i treated you like a pitcher and she has kid has that moment of sincerity that i love when again it's not the right frame of mind to have you know about another person when she's like you know why do you got to be so good right <laughs> it's like at home it's like if you're here then i'm not here and again like that's something i've I felt too you know you feel under the shadow of somebody who seems to be doing everything right it's like mm-hmm. again like i said it's not a right frame of mind it's not that other person's fault you right. know that's just how you can't help that that's how you feel and i just i think that was uh that scene just always kind of gets to me because i always feel for kit the most yeah. in that one of the parts that i think really brings a reality of it home too is uh, when they're in the locker room there's the telegram from the Stop. war department like i can't talk about this scene <laughs> okay. this is i mean as far as emotional scenes go and this is the strongest one and this is oh my god this is, it doesn't matter how many times yeah. i have seen this movie yeah what i know is exactly coming in this scene when betty <laughs> yeah betty's reaction i niagara falls it feels I, I it feels very real. every single time mm-hmm. it, she is so so good mm-hmm. her just immediate breakdown mm-hmm. of this and just uh, <laughs> yeah i can't this scene makes me cry every single time i think it's it's beautiful the way yeah. it plays out and again like jimmy's sincerity and um in it too you know and sort that, of like the cavalier <sighs> attitude of the messenger yeah uh, is just like you know what is wrong with you this is <laughs> a human life and you're just being so cavalier about it. I mean, it, because he had how many of those had he delivered by that point anyway, too. Sure, right. Ah, uh, anyway. Then it pretty quickly goes right to, you know, Bob coming back. And, you know, obviously he has an injured foot and, you know, he's been mm. discharged. And he doesn't ask her to leave or something like that. This is Dottie's like, okay, this means I get to go home. That is what that feels like. It feels very much like her decision. You know, um, mm-hmm. th- then, of course, you have the funny little joke where the kid, he's Jimmy signs the kid's ball, you know, avoid the clap. Avoid the clap. Jimmy Dugan. You wow. Um, That's good advice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then, you know, just Bob and she's saying that she and Bob are going to drive home to Oregon. And um, this is his pep talk to her. She's, she's like, it just got really hard. And, and it's, it just got too hard. It just got too hard, you know. And, and I think she's I think talking she's about, talking about uh, kid. Kit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I mean, and, and then I, I, I know you laugh every time I say this, but it's a really good moment for Tom Hanks, mm-hmm. you know, when he says, well, it's supposed to be hard. If it wasn't hard, everyone would do it. It's the hard that makes it great. And I think yeah. that is the sort of key to, you know, it's the key to her character, too. I mean, it's the key mm-hmm. to his, honestly. I mean, that's the one point where he's not you know sort of messing around and being silly and all these things he's right. he's, he's um, serious because he's, he's mad at her yeah he's quitting he's seriously upset with her and it's and it's the whole you know baseball yeah all baseball movies have, some have kind of something that's speech. overly self-important about baseball <laughs> 
I mean, it's I a game for goodness sake. I mean, I get that it's America's pastime and all that, but it's like, yeah, it's, it's like, like, what's the matter? Your country, your country's pastime. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be quoting Walter Matthau a lot because he has a thing where it's like baseball is what gets inside you and lights you up. And mm-hmm. yes, as corny as that fucking sounds, it's another one of those things where it's like you can translate that really to anything. Anything, yeah, anything that you love, anything that you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. That this is what this pep talk is about. You know, don't give up yeah. on your your talent, on your love. Like, yeah. don't deny yourself that. Sure. Because you're going to regret it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And then, of course, you know, we have our championship game, our World Series. The World Series. Of, like, four, four, four teams that, you know... That's one of the things I didn't understand was, hey, we made the playoffs, didn't we? Yeah, but there are only four teams. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's just like, okay. Eventually, there were like 10 teams in the league. And eventually, there were, yeah. <laughs> Something you, like that. <laughs> you're, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, but then, so the Peaches against, um, what's the name? The Racine of, Bells. The Racine Bells uh, on the Bells home turf. Um yep. Obviously, it's this is all to set up. It's sister versus sister, right? Sister, in the final absolutely. game. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's a great part, you know, the with. All right, if you don't mind, I'm going to lead you all a little prayer, you know, and, and him <laughs> him getting on the floor is pretty funny, and it, it's uh yeah. So there's there's even here it was just some funny stuff, and of course, may our bats be mighty or something. May our yeah, balls be, be swift. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Then, of course, Dottie is there practicing, oh, yeah. and it's sort of like, okay, sure. <laughs> that's a who great let, sight who, gag. Who, let, who said you could play? <laughs> well, that's a great sight gag, too. When he, Jimmy says that uh, we got Alice. Alice has been catching for us the last six games. She's looking pretty good. But there's a shot of Alice, and her arm is just yeah. all fucking bruised up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another great little thing with him, like Alice is the one that like doesn't change her socks. <laughs> oh, that's You're killing right. me, Alice. That's right. God damn, killing me. Yeah. His delivery uh, uh, does not get old. <laughs> Those kind of lines. Well, and then the side. <laughs> there's one. There's a great part too. Um, before he talks to Dottie when she's leaving, um, they're getting ready to go to the World Series or whatever, and he just comes off the bus. Why am I the only person on this bus? <laughs> yelling at them. To get, Are you incapable of being on time? <laughs> I feel like I'm just mentioning like all these like non-important things, but that's, it just really adds to the charm it's of just this movie a texture, and the, the yeah. long the longevity of it. It, the, mm-hmm. the characters are so rich and like it's stuff like that that never gets old that is still funny to me you know, even 600 times later after I, many times as I've seen this yeah it's, it's part, this is why it's one of my favorites so now we got to wrap up with the big question what is okay that, so it's, it's all tied up and if Kit makes it home her team wins the game the bells win the game if she's out then peaches have a chance right Mm -hmm. so we see the collision at home plate they both go down the ball rolls out of dotty's hand does she drop the ball on purpose that is the question okay so that is the 30 you have now the definitive answer coming from michelle (laughs) do you want me to know uh, do you want me to say what i think or no i okay i want to hear what you think first i think she does I think she doesn't. <laughs> okay. My answer is no. And I've seen it a lot less than She you. does not drop the ball on purpose. And that has changed from what I thought 
pre- I mean, this is the big question with every fan of a league of their own. It's always like, does she drop the ball on purpose? Does she lose the game for her sister? And but I used she to always this doesn't really line up with her character to do that. Exactly. Exactly. That's the point. That is the thing that I think people don't really talk about. Like all the stuff that we've been saying to like her feeling guilty about her talent or and not really proclaiming to love the game as much as she does. She does. She mm-hmm. knows the game really well. She works yeah. hard at it. She tries, you know, with every fiber of her being, like every game that they play, she is in it hardcore. And she is loyal to her teams. So I think in in this game, yes, throughout the whole game, we see little instances. I love the, the music in this too, as it's kind of like building up. Um, you see Kit kind of struggling, crying, you know, realizing, you know, like how close she is to losing. And you see Dottie, watching her and Mm -hmm. knowing what she's going through it's not that and she doesn't decide to let her win but she decides i think that if kit's gonna win this she's gonna have to do it for herself and that's what she kind of sets up i think Mm -hmm. when she tells because i I used to think because when she goes up to ellen sue and tells her when kit is at bat and tells Ellen Sue to throw at her high fastballs because she right. can't hit him and she can't right. avoid you know trying to hit him because that'll be an easy strikeout for her. She's not going to tell her something that's going to be easy for her to hit. She's she's going right. to make Kit earn her win if mm-hmm. she's going to yeah. because she knows this could be a huge thing for her not only just to win the game but to win the game for her team you know right. and that it would kill Kit if she did something intentionally you know to let her win yeah and she gave her all that tough love before she's going to make her work for it she's going to make her earn it on her own so i don't think that she drops the ball on purpose i think she was actually she was trying to be loyal to both her sister and to her team at the same time but she was gonna make kit earn it on her own that was the big thing no i yeah i think that is the best argument that you can give on that um as far as um yeah, I, I'm. She doesn't have. She doesn't have a loser spirit. She has a no, winner she, spirit. You're right. Even you're right. with her <laughs> sister, like that scene at the beginning when they're kind of like racing home or whatever after mm-hmm. their their game at the beginning. Like she's still, you know, Kit's like, "Why are you walking so fast?" Well, because you are. And they they run like she's still she's still trying to win. You know, she's yep. still trying to beat mm-hmm. her Kit at you know this little race that they're having. So she doesn't have it in her to to lose. Not be competitive. And she yeah. does. Mm-hmm. She does love the game a lot you know that's the whole thing is like she loves it as much as she's not saying that she does you know (laughs) yeah yeah i think so too so i used to think that yeah she lost for her sister but kind of thinking more about like what her character was actually not saying but showing through her face like like i said then the scene of the bus with jimmy when she says like yeah totally i could just quit you know she that's why that's why she has that quiet intensity about her because she's not going to reveal like no this is actually something that i really love and i i adore this you know (laughs) you can Mm -hmm. see i think you can see it in her face that she's lying in that in that scene yeah i think so, so. i think that kind of goes with this this last part that she's like i said she's going to be loyal to both of them and if kit wins she would the kid's smart enough she would know if Dottie did something to lose on purpose and that that would yeah. be worse so that is my answer <laughs> well good yeah no, no i think i dropped the ball on purpose I, and i am not gonna argue with that because <laughs> i i i think you're right actually because it, it as soon as i I don't know. There's something about the shot that maybe makes it look 
It looks a little loose, but that's a hard yeah. hit. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe I know it, it has to be a moment and I get that, but part of me is, and this isn't even something, a critique I thought about, but if the ball flew out of her hand while she was being hit or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, rather than when she hits the ground or something, I don't know. There's less question there though, too. Right. And I think, I think Penny Marshall wants there to be a question. I think the way that it looks like she's dropping it is not as definitive, you know, like, did she like hurt her arm and she's like, yeah. because it looks yeah. like she's just kind of like you know, yeah. letting go of it really loosely it, it kind of does yeah and, and so that's one of the things that's that why i think there's been a big question about it for yeah. the past 30 years yeah exactly <laughs> you know? but i think uh-huh. just kind of more looking back throughout the movie i can think i think you can see that it's not really it, it that way doesn't line up with doesn't line up with character who she is mm-hmm. yeah yeah but I do like, you know, the ending. You do have the moment where, of connection between the sisters as they're kind of going mm-hmm. in their separate ways. You know, she's going home with Dottie's going home with her husband. And then Kid is getting on the bus uh, with her new friends, right? Uh, to she's try and get stay. some jo- new- jobs in the city. Yeah. yeah. Make a new and, life for herself here. Yeah. And good for her. And and there's they have their moment where, you know, they call each other mule and nag. And that's it's just like <laughs> the end. Oh, one of my, one of my favorites is... <laughs> <laughs> and they're still saying goodbye and and, and again it's just like kind of another thing you know to dottie's character when kids saying like you know you're gonna miss this and dottie's like what miss you know putting all this all this gear you know pushing the bus out of the mud and you know getting hit by a base runner every night and kids just like yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep. that's a perfect moment you know that's for like anything that you know, like with weightlifting, going to the gym, like it, it sucks, but you love it in the moment. That's like the best time of your day. You know, it's right. one of those mm-hmm. things where it it's is. like when you think about it <laughs> afterwards, it's like, man, that was really hard. But that's that's why I love it. Again, if it's it was hard, hard, everyone would do it. That makes it great. That's what makes it great. <laughs> yeah. Not everyone can do it. Not yeah. everyone can, you know, mm-hmm. play as hard as these women do, you know, yeah. for this. Yeah. So now when they show the the older ladies you know playing the game at the end i i do like that a lot i think it's a nice uh nice <laughs> moment you know and you said you, the very last moment where they're the kicking the dirt moment. at each other right? you like that a lot uh i do too um because that's the real so. members of the league that are mm-hmm. uh playing baseball over the end credits <laughs> and yeah that, that lady is just like she's so perfect again just like with the rest the way the rest of the characters have been portrayed in the movie and she's like she's just so tough like that was clearly inside like getting all up in the empire's face and it's beautiful i love that part it's good it's good i I like that part of it Uh, as and to me that that's the the bookend that's the ending that you should have i mean i don't think it needs the other portion it works on me i'm sorry the the whole museum sequence really works on me again it's it makes me me cry again it's it's a nostalgia thing yeah i i think it just to me it feels forced like forced sentimentality so I get that, it, you know, <laughs> but I love it. I can't that is it. sort of absent from the central portion of the movie. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just too cynical. There's still little moments <laughs> in there, like I like that we've, we've already talked about, like with the uh, uh, Stillwell about it. Sure, it, yeah. And I mean, even just the part when uh, Kit comes in with her family and you know sees mm-hmm. the, the cutout of herself, and it's like she's surrounded by her family who are like, "That was that's you, Grandma." That are she's surrounded by people that love her that are impressed with her, you know, just yeah. like something that she'd been, you know, working yeah. for mm-hmm. in this movie. Uh, but I think it goes without saying though, 
that's my that's my opinion of it. It, it just right. feels it just feels like okay, we've told you everything we need to tell you. Now we're going to tell it to you some more. Like I said, I can't do that with this movie. Uh, that's, <laughs> it's that, hard for hey, me to get rid of anything. You know, this 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 movie and you it's know, too special is, to me. It is so special. It's so personal to you that yeah. that I that it, I just am seeing it from a greater distance. I know sure. that I, I know that's the case, and so I'm not. Tr- I'm trying to be totally respectful about it all. So I'm not. <laughs> And that's one of the things that's interesting to me about the Bad News Bears is even though this movie has sort of become personal to me and I love it deeply, it's also something that is fairly new because frankly, the first time I saw this, we watched it on a family movie night. This is just like two years ago or a year ago. I didn't like it. I I was like, I just didn't, I didn't like it. I didn't get what everyone saw in this movie. For some reason, I didn't connect with it at all. And then for some reason... It came on, it was on HBO Max, and a couple months ago, I just sort of, I just like, ah, you know, it was one of those things where I had woken up really early and couldn't sleep, and I just thought I'll turn something on, and I, for whatever reason, I picked The Bad News Bears, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I, I like I like that, that's, that's pretty good, <laughs> and then I just kind of kept returning to it, and every time I saw it, it just would be better and better and better and now that in this last watch i was like oh what the hell it's a five-star movie to me i really like this movie you know warts and all because there are warts on this movie i wouldn't call it a masterpiece but i would call it just a great comedy and a that really has some kind of cool things to say about outsiders and about um you know absent parents and you know it doesn't talk about it a whole lot i mean just parents who are not necessarily involved um you know even like like stage parenting i guess you could say with the roy character the other um, coach yeah with vic morrow's character all kinds of things that are sort of woven into this movie in surprising ways I think right from the beginning, there's so much atmosphere and and so much that's said about this about the characters just wordlessly in this opening. Yeah. That was one thing I was going to say. It's like I like a movie that doesn't fuck around and just gets yeah. right to the point, and that's exactly yeah. what this movie does. <laughs> I mean, what does he do? He pulls up in his car, he opens a beer and pours whiskey in it and starts drinking it. He goes to light a cigar, and then this r- kid who's been watching him comes over and lights his cigar for him and then just rides off on his motorcycle and doesn't come back for, you know, 20 minutes and then he's gone again. And then he comes back and becomes one of the main characters of the movie. Right. (laughs) You know, it's just great. And I, the, all the conversations that are happening here are saying so much. Like um, you have Mr. Whitewood, who's doing this sort of secret payoff because the, you know, the coaches aren't paid for doing, for, doing the little league teams and it's usually one of the parents of it's one of the dads it's like and it just says well none of us fathers had time you know so i'm gonna hire this guy who's (laughs) sort of desperate to do things and and he's one of the things he says he says i think we're doing a really fine thing and the thing is you find out in the next moment uh mr whitewood you know the father of one of these boys sued the league because (laughs) His kid couldn't play. His kid was cut 
or whatever. Yeah. It's like, you know, so this is to get everyone to, well, the thing is, he doesn't even want to be involved. They say at the end, like, you you did this because you wanted all the boys to get a chance to play. And that's kind of like a theme that I see in this where it's like yeah. the, you forget about the fun and you're just focusing on the winning. It's not yes. the, right, the right attitude to have. Yeah, that is totally what gets me about this movie by the end mm-hmm. is because you see, you know, obviously this is one of Walter Matthau's best performances and he's great in he's everything. So but again, this is another one of those roles. that feels like it's very close to who he actually was. <laughs> <laughs> and from my understanding, he kind of was, you know, that's why he got cast as Felix Unger or not Felix Unger, but Oscar in the Oscar in the odd couple, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Um, he's kind of this guy. <laughs> um and he was a he was a gambler, and I don't know how much of a drinker he was, but he was definitely a gambler and all sorts of things that got him into trouble financially. And mm-hmm. so there's some of those elements in this. Then you have Vic Morrow, who right from the first moment is so intense. You know, it's like goddamn class action suits are ruining this country, and uh, why did Whitewood have to sue this league? You know, <laughs> and it's like we're a very competitive league, and and he's given all the shitty equipment, yeah. the very last of the equipment that they have, <laughs> and there's so it's the way it's layered, the way it's built up, it's all very. It's got that overlapping Altman esque kind of dialogue and it's very much a 70s movie and it just and i and i think the frankness of it yeah really really works for it so letting letting scenes letting shots play Mm -hmm. out for a while and just kind of the almost amateur but really what makes it special naturalistic performance of especially Mm -hmm. the kids the kids is really what makes this movie stand out yeah and you know every single one of those kids on the team they're not they're very specific characters mm-hmm. you know they're probably you know to some extent cast to oh i see this character in this kid who's coming to because right. they're all really young and they're given real performances that are not just being fed to them they're held on to them for a long mm-hmm. time so i mean tanner Tanner is my favorite. <laughs> he's this loud mouth. He's kind of a hothead. He's kind of a bully, but he goes for he everything. Steals the show. <laughs> I'm telling you. Well, I love how he just goes all out, though. Yeah, he's committed. He's like mm-hmm. uh, later. There's the part where where after they lose their first game, <laughs> twenty six to zero, uh, <laughs> he uh, he's like he get, it's like Tanner got in a fight. It's like with who. Seventh, uh, seventh grade, grade. <laughs> <laughs> and he's and the shirt that he's wearing is still all ripped up and everything. I know. <laughs> so great. I was kind of thinking. I was like, okay, who is he? Like, he's like, he's like Nikki in Casino. <laughs> totally. When, when Robert De Niro has that that um that voiceover, he's like, no matter how big a guy Nikki would take him on. I was like, that's Tanner. <laughs> that's Tanner. <laughs> because yeah. literally, some of the funniest parts in this in this movie are when. Like, I think it's after the first game or whatever. One of the other team from the opposing team comes over and says something to them in the dugout. And Tanner just, like, runs up the fence and is, like, going to yeah. beat the shit out of him. Like, yeah. little stuff like that is was just the funniest. Like, the way yeah. that he's just this little ball of anger. <laughs> but, he is. You know. <laughs> he kind of turns out to be kind of sweet. 
more towards yeah. the end. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the we'll get to it, but I mean, there's yeah. a there's a scene that that is just like the turning point for him. That is really special, I think. But I mean, so you you set up, you got Ogilvy, who's knows every stat, but yeah. is a terrible player. Sure. Um, you've got Ahmed Abdul Rahim, uh, who's just kind of in the shadow of his. He's so yeah. he's wonderful, and he's, he's, he's so in, sweet. He, he's in the shadow of his brothers, who are all good athletes, and he's just not. Um, and then Engelberg. You know, who's <laughs> the quote unquote fat kid. Um, he's like, people are always bugging about my food. The, my shrink says that's why I'm so fat. It's like, <laughs> you know. It's Can like, you at least take the wrapper off first? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I love how, you know, Buttermaker at the, from the beginning is like, all right. I love, just, no, Rudy Stein, the kid of the sideburns. Oh, Rudy's, Rudy's <laughs> it's great. It's like, it's like, I like to play pitcher. Can I play pitcher? I'll play pitcher. <laughs> I, it's great uh but i i think i think one of the things that's funny okay whatever you just go get out of the field pick whatever position you want there's a certain amount of i really don't care you know it it breaks away pretty quick at first it's like i don't necessarily care about the game but i care about the kids that's the first thing that happens is he starts making he's just like you know these kids are a lot like me I mean, they're yeah, all exactly. They're, yeah, they're the screw ups. They're the ones that I mean. He, so he's clearly. I mean, he's he's taking them out in his convertible. You know, I love how they're all in the car and they're all <laughs> sitting on the thing. There's no seat, but nothing like that. It's so seventies, and I they're know. just driving to. You know, he's having them clean the pools for them and everything. Um, Doesn't isn't it Ogilvy that makes them like a martini or something and brings it? That's to- lupus. That's lupus. lupus. That's right. Yeah, it's like l- lupus? lupus. Lupus. It's like boogeries. He's shy. Boogery <laughs> moron. Yeah. I think that's why he does like them because they are yeah. they're a little they're a little trash mouths and stuff and they yeah. they, they stand up you know to him you know. Mm-hmm. they give as much as they get and I think he respects yeah. that right away. <laughs> Absolutely. And well, the thing is, they're all the outcasts. Then hmm? they're as horrible as as Tanner's little you know racial and ethnic rant is you know honestly though here's the thing that's the kind of edges they wore down for the remake sure and without those edges it just doesn't work and that was one of the things i was like because you got a you got basically the same script just another revision given to it and you've got a terrific director richard linklater you got good actors you've got i mean billy bob thornton i mean if anyone can fill a buttermaker role it's going to be him um and but the movie just doesn't work because and i think it's because all of the edges are just worn off of it and somehow as horrible as some of the things they say are they they ring true yeah because and because I there's agree. an because there's an honesty to it it works and it doesn't come across like, oh, Tanner's such, you know, he's a horrible human being. No, it's, it's like, yeah. this is the way kids talked. And I'm sorry to say still do. I mean, I work in elementary school. I'm hearing kids say things that I'm like, don't you dare say that around me again. You know, so I understand why people would be, you know, it's kind of supposed to be offensive, but it's not it's not endorsement <laughs> of it either. Yeah, I get it. It's, it's like it's calling it out for it's like saying the quiet part out loud, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, And it's using harsh language that we don't like to use, we don't like to hear. No. But it's more direct. 
about well, what I mean, it's trying to do, what it's trying to say. Ogilvy turns it right back on him and says all the same things and says, well, you're one of the people that's not any of those things. So why don't you just shut up and get in your yeah. place? You know, I mean, it's basically yeah. what he says to him. And I, you, you kind of applaud Ogilvy for, for that because, I mean, he's Tanner. He knows what a hothead Tanner is, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and so, I mean... And that's that's the part where they they smash. I love how they smash the windshield right at the beginning, and it never <laughs> fixes it. Never gets fixed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the whole movie. <laughs> it's, it's just great. What they always well, the kind of see. He doesn't go off on him. He doesn't yell at him and says, "All right, Engelberg, someone's father's <laughs> going to have to pay for this, and it's going to be yours. It's going to be yours." You know, um, it's it's he never at this point in the movie. I don't think he even cares enough to yell at him. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's you just know. kind of there because he's getting paid. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what I kind of like about just like the visual aspect of them being the outsiders, a little ragtag mm-hmm. worst team in the league thing is that they are very like physically uh-huh. different from the other teams because all the other teams are all these like perfect, like athletic built boys. And we have Tanner who's like height practically. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> You know, Tanner and Lupus, who were like two feet tall. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they look like the outsider team. They always, the, the, you always see that in like in movies like that too, you know, where it's like sure. the perfect, the perfect team always looks the same. And then the ragtag team always, you know, has, you know, different, different races, different sizes, different mm-hmm. you know, everything. And that's, but that's a, a good way of representing that, like that they are still a team. And that they still come together yeah. by the end. Yeah, that's that's right. And this is kind of a movie that has, you know, it's about diversity to some extent, Absolutely. too. It's like, you know, it's their differences, you know, make them a better team, mm-hmm. uh, ultimately. And I, that, that's part of the part of the fun of it um and you know of course part of it is the and this ties into the next scene the sponsors you know (laughs) where where you know they i love the opening day game where they're all out there and they show one team sponsored by pizza hut one by denny's and 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 then they show his and it's chico's bail bonds bonds. (laughs) let freedom ring Great. That was one of my favorite kind of earlier scenes too, like when they were having their little get together. Um, the adults at were having the their little get together before, but they were having it at Pizza Hut, and I was like, "That is so like little league." I I remember having we didn't yeah. go to Pizza Hut, but we went to another pizza place, you know, where you go after the game to celebrate and everything and have your parties. Like that's yeah. so like little kid little league type of thing that you do is to have the gathering at Pizza Hut. <laughs> Exactly. That exactly. is perfect. That's the, for me, that was Boy Scouts. We would always yeah. have things like that at Pizza Hut or Cub Scouts. But one of the things that I think you talk about, like little moments in um, in League of Their Own, there's some mm-hmm. here too. Like I love the part where it's like, now I was going to have them use anchovies, but I didn't know whether to put, do use it for the bats or for the bass lines. But, you know, most people don't like the taste of anchovies. And the guy says, <laughs> well, I don't. Well, you see? I mean, it's just a stupid little moment, <laughs> but it's like, it's so funny. I, it's just hilarious to me. It's like all the uniforms have been, have been, t- all the colors, it's like white and red, <laughs> red and white, uh, maroon. <laughs> maroon and white, All the, all the blue good and colors white. were taken. White and maroon, maroon and white. <laughs> it's like, no one told me about getting uniforms. It's like, it was, I got a lot of pools to clean. That's his excuse for everything is I've got a lot of pools to clean. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, I can't buy you those jeans. You know how many pools I have to clean to afford <laughs> imported jeans? What's wrong with American jeans? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't like them. <laughs> There's another part where he's got the boys like cleaning pools with him. And again, like the movie like does not fuck around with like setting up stuff. Like it's you already feel like these guys have been hanging around with each other for yeah. weeks and months or whatever. Cause he's like one of the boy, he walks by one of the boys like asking him like, how's it going? And one of them is like, you know, I'm cleaning out the intake valve or whatever. Like, like he already knows exactly what he's doing. Future in pools, Ogilvy. That's a good line. <laughs> Like, that. he already knows, like, everything about <laughs> pools by now. <laughs> so, I love that. I ask him where you, where you go. It's like, I've got, <laughs> I went and got what you little creeps have been bitching for. <laughs> 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 it's the same thing as with Jimmy, though. Like, is that's the, the, the funny, the humor of the movie, like, comes from his managing style. Mm-hmm. But it also, it, it's what works with these characters, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, they would not respond to somebody who is, like, too nice to them. No. You know? I like how they're... They you know, respect and they, him <laughs> this way. Exactly. I mean, they're just hanging on his every word. I, yeah. That part where they're sitting around the pool and, and Lupus makes him the martini. It's like, Lupus, this is a good martini. You know, I, he <laughs> gives he them... superb or something? <laughs> yeah. He gives them he gives them these compliments for like the most horrible things. It's right. <laughs> part of part of what's really funny. But there's something there's a seed planted here because he talks about how he taught this girl how to pitch. And of course that ends up being Amanda, you know, uh, played by Tatum O'Neill and that but that's later because that's after their exhibition game. Uh, now that when they're practicing, then it cuts right, you know, after that to him practicing batting with them and he's got beer all, cans all over the mound and he falls over. I mean, it's, I, I, there's so much that is communicated just, I mean, even before their first game. I mean, and the thing is like, uh, Engelberg, there is chocolate on this ball. <laughs> I also love, I always love an adult that doesn't that talks to kids like a, an adult that doesn't yeah. talk to doesn't talk down to kids and no. I, that that's what i love most about his relationship with these kids is that he even though he's harsh and he's mean or whatever he never talks down to them that's right and that's important when dealing with kids like, it I was would, like I, you would know more than me but sure. i always thought that was important like when you're talking to kids not to talk down to them to respect them kind of like adults almost right it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, like music of the heart, you know, the yeah. scene where she's trying to be nice and they're like, what is wrong with you? What are exactly. you doing? Yeah. yeah. They, they're, so. they're not stupid. They recognize yeah. when you're not mm-hmm. being yourself. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, there's just so much that gets said. And again, I mean, just these little threads that are like, okay, we're going to, we're going to pull this in now, but we'll tug it later you know Mm -hmm. so you'll like when they set up kelly lee as you know he rides out on the field on his motorcycle sets him up as a troublemaker you know this the person that uh that roy uh the coach of the yankees uh vic morrow's character can't stand cleveland can't stand Right, <laughs> right, right. She is funny. I actually, and I, and I also like. I really hate that kid. <laughs> I also like Roy's wife. She has a really small mm-hmm. part end, yeah. in it, but even earlier, she she actually kind of greets Buttermaker sort of friendly. Oh, you're gonna have to, you know, talk to Cleveland. She's in the oh. you know, and all that stuff. She's like, yeah, you know, it's really, it's kind of almost is like complimentary. You're really good thing you're doing here. That mm-hmm. sort of thing. You know, I love the opening day scene. 
I, I think it's, uh, there's a lot going on there too. I think, um, the team pictures thing is really funny and you know, how he's yeah. hiding the beer and, <laughs> and they're just make, making so many little mistakes and yeah. being it's kids like, obviously, but they're so cute and funny. I love when, well, it was, a, catch it was her. an error on the throw, but not on the catch. Cause he wasn't there. <laughs> yeah. Is it Engel? Yeah. It's Engelberg. Cause Engelberg goes away. Cause he's the catcher. So he yeah. goes away from home plate to get the ball, and he throws the ball to the umpire. <laughs> and the umpire's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they they clearly, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. But my gosh, okay. So the, the moment where he goes out, he calls time. Tanner, you know, got hit or something like that. And he's like, Tanner, are you okay? He's like, you know, just go back to your beer. And Mathau gives such an amazing performance here because the look on his face, I mean, he's he's not so much that he cares for the game, but he cares about the kids. He doesn't want the kids to feel like shit. I mean, he doesn't mm-hmm. want them to feel like failures. You know, he knows what it feels like to be a failure. I mean, is what sure. it comes down to. So he's just watching them. Just the looks on his face as he sees all this going down after that moment. And then he decides, you know, he goes over to Roy and he's like, hey, I uh, I think we ought to get him. He's like, and Roy's saying, well, why don't you finish out the game? You know, and then, and then this Roy one, just This is Roy's one good off. moment, though. He's yeah, right, I think, in this moment. Roy? Yeah. To, to not forfeit the game, but to act, let them finish it. Don't let them feel yeah. like failures like that by quitting. Right. You know, but then he takes over. it too far yeah. by going on and he says, yeah, what I saw out there made me sick. You and the Bears should just drop out. Yeah, that's not nice. But <laughs> the not quitting part is good. Yeah. But you're right. You're right. The finishing the game. And the thing is, I think he's. I think he is right there because that's the reaction the boys have, too. When he f- says we forfeit, they're like, what? Yeah. No. They, they get pissed off, you know. Um, and then you have, like, those, those chants that come up. You know, it's like... Uh, <laughs> Who's the hardest team to beat? Bears. Bears. You know, obviously, those kinds of things... You know, mm-hmm. who do we appreciate and all that stuff? I mean, obviously, it's not true. <laughs> you always do um, that for the team that ex- you win against, but it's yeah. backhanded kind it's of thing. Pretty, yeah. It is pretty backhanded <laughs> feeling. But again, I mean, he has these moments. Uh, Math, I was given these moments where he's like, the, the scene with Ahmed in the tree. It's one of my favorite scenes. Oh, it's so good. It's so wonderful. It's like, this ain't your tree. Anyone can climb up here. Uh, he's still, he's not talking down to him. And then he exactly. makes up this story about Hank Aaron and the 42 errors in Sandlot Ball when he was nine years old. Ask Ogilvy. And that's showing that he's getting to know the kids too, you yeah, know? That's right. And Ahmed has that great line where he says, I am kind of fast, huh? It's just like this little he, glimmer of confidence. Yeah. Buttermaker just deals with it in the right way. Makes him make that conclusion yeah. that- Oh, I, I do I have it. something to contribute to the team, right? Just got to yeah. keep working on it, even though we lost. It's the like, fact that know, he like I had took off his plan. uniform. Aww. Yeah, that's so sad. Oh, I know it's 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 kind of sweet and sad. Yeah. I do like earlier with Ahmed where where he says, "Hey, uh, hey, Ahmed." Even Hank Aaron used to peel the old eyelids before he'd take a swing, and then they show him, and he's got his eyes just tight closed <laughs> while he's swinging the. Bat. I know. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. That's what made me really fall in love with Buttermaker. Though, is like he knows as much mm-hmm. as he the. It's, I think he thinks at first that maybe because the boys kind of suck at first that maybe 
they're like him and they don't really care as much about it. They're just there to have something to do, no. you know, but he realizes that, you know, they really do just want to, they want to go out there or they want to play and they want to have fun and they want to be good at something, you know, like, I think that's what he, the the realization that he kind of comes to as well. So yeah, I don't know yeah. if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, totally. They because they really do care. They don't want to give up, even right. though they suck. They want to keep trying and get better. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, in in that t- moment, now I know I'm kind of going plot by plot here because this part I think is just it just sets up so thematically what everything about this movie is. Um, because next thing he goes to city hall, he talks to Whitewood. White was just going to pay him off and say, you know, we're just going to shut the team down. Mm-hmm. It was a nice idea, but we're just going to shut it down. Is that when his and, collar is up the whole time? Yeah, yeah I love that. It's, <laughs> it, That's a great touch. It's, it's such a so many little details like that that are so great. Um, yeah. But he's sort of disgusted by that idea. And, um, you know, he gets in the car. I, I One thing I didn't I don't know why I didn't notice that there's no hood to the trunk. There's no, <laughs> the trunk has no cover on it. It's really? just, it's just the pool, o- pool equipment is just sitting in there. Um, <laughs> but then this is the scene where we finally meet Amanda, uh, the legendary girl he taught how to pitch. The legendary Tatum O'Neill. <laughs> the legendary Tatum O'Neill, fresh off an Oscar win yeah. for Paper Moon. So just selling the maps to the stars' homes, I think, is really funny. Very dangerous for a 12 year old to do right. in Los Angeles, but hey. again, it's the 70s. <laughs> you know, we learn a lot in this moment. You know, it's like Buttermaker used to date her mom. They did a lot of things together. And he left. And then he left because the parents didn't get along and, but she really created an attachment to him, you know, and she's trying to blow it off and saying, you know, you ruined my arm and you know, all these things. Can I just say that they have the best relationship ever? Yeah. (laughs) There, I also think they have the best scene in the movie is, is later, but, um, yeah. The little kisses he gives to her forehead. <laughs> so sweet. It's it's very it's it's very much a, a father yes. relationship and it, it Yeah. And she's such a good actress to mm-hmm. play with him, you know? Yeah. She really Well they're both the pros. Scene. They really are. Yeah. And you can feel that. I know she's a little bit, I think, trying to prove herself that her Oscar win wasn't a fluke. Uh, you know, because I think Maybe. every time a, a, like Anna Paquin, too, had ran into this when she won for the piano, it was like, you know, you kind of had to prove that it wasn't just a fluke because she's the quote unquote cute little girl in the movie. Right. But in neither case is that the case. Right. Uh-huh. It's um, they're good actresses. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't take any shit from this guy. She stands up <laughs> yeah. the whole time. And and I also just kind of love, it's another kind of like girls playing ball thing. I mean, it, it comes is. up maybe once, you know, when um when Tanner says something. It's like, oh, we got a girl on the team now yeah. or whatever. But clearly she's she's the best pitcher or whatever. And she talks about wanting to, you know, be a model and take ballet lessons or whatever. But mm-hmm. she still loves playing baseball. She's still been practicing her curveball. That's right. It's like my, my <laughs> curve my curve breaks two feet now or two and a half feet, right? It's like there's no way your curve beats two breaks two and a half feet. You probably wouldn't even help yeah. out the team anyway if we you joined. Like, oh really? Yeah. I love yeah. that part. <laughs> yeah. That that scene, I mean I know that's the sort of the companion scene to this right. one, but that is 
that's a really great moment as well. But I mean, the whole part where the, he goes back and the boys have voted to quit. This is the heart of the movie to me. This is the moment where it's like he is going to start taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. He's going to give them, help them have their chance, you know, to feel good about themselves. And, you know, this is what he says. And I just wrote down the whole quote because I thought, you know, it's just a great quote. And so it's like, I can understand how you guys feel. I haven't been much of a manager or much of anything else for that matter, which is, I think, pretty key here. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry. But this quitting thing is a hard habit to break once you start. You're a damn good bunch of boys. Probably deserve better than me, but we're stuck with each other. And then he says, all right, you know, grab a bat, get out on the field. says, but we voted to quit. God damn it, nobody's (laughs) vote counts but mine. (laughs) Get your ass behind the plane. The rest of you pansy-ass quitters, get out there. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes, <laughs> exactly. And and it's like, we've got a game with the athletics next week. And you know what that means? Bad news and for the athletics. athletics. Yes. <laughs> now, the training montages in this are really interesting because they're kind of sloppy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's one of the things I like about them is this first one. I mean, this is the one where they're running and, you know. Engelberg and one of the other boys, I can't remember who, uh, Ogilvy, I think they, they, <laughs> they jump over the fence. They jump over the fence and, 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 you know, he takes out a candy bar and eats it with the wrapper still on. Yeah. Um, then Roy's line later, you know, when he sees him, what's your boys doing out on the field? It's like, well, we're practicing. Turns out that whoever wins <laughs> can get, you know, there's a championship here and we're gonna, we're training for that, you know, and, mm. He's just kind of like, from that point on, it's hard to root for Roy in any way whatsoever. (laughs) He becomes the clear antagonist. And um, boy, Vic Morrow is so good in this role. There's nuance to the performance, too. I think especially toward the end, the scene between him and his son, I think is there's really a lot going on there. I love how, you know, they still lose this next game, like, really, really bad. But they're like, but hey, you know, <laughs> there's a line of Tam- Tanner almost got a base hit, you know. Yes. Uh, they lo- they only lose, they only lose, like, 16 to 0 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Two of their batters almost got to first base. Yeah. Is that this one? <laughs> right, like, I, there's I another think- one, too, where it's like... Rome wasn't built in a day. Yeah, it took several hundred years. <laughs> yeah, it took several hundred years. We hit 17 foul balls. <laughs> Next game, we've got Amanda in, involved as well. And I like the well, I like the the negotiate. Oh, the negotiations are great. The negotiation to get her to play is funny. Yeah. It's it's so funny. Okay. Well, um, I'll pay for the modeling, the ballets. I can't do anything about the braces because that's big money. <laughs> that's real money. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's very so true. Good. There's some really funny things in the next game. Like, it's just, oh, that's, that is just, they show her putting Vaseline on the hat ahead of time. Oh, that's the spitter. You know, she wets her fingers and uh, rubs it on her hat, you know, pretending to dry it off, but she's got Vaseline under there. You know, so she's cheating. <laughs> It's true. She, she, she is cheating and they know it, but it, it's, it's funny. And it's like, and then there's like, they kind of psych out the other team because like they're, Carl Karansky comes up to bat and he's, and he yells, all right, the cool Carl Karansky shift. And they all change <laughs> positions. Yeah. And I don't know if there's, they're even 
actually doing anything, but they plan that ahead of time and it just kind of psychs him out. And yeah. then you have that great moment where Ahmed, uh, now that he's got his Ray-Bans, you know, he's got his sunglasses now, he catches the ball. Um, <laughs> and it's just that moment of, of, of the confidence that at the end of the game, Lupus is trying to throw the ball and it keeps like flying backwards out of his hand. Oh, really poor kid. I love Lupus. <laughs> they still lose, but only by one. Then this is where um, Kelly, Kelly Lee, enters the movie. Played by, yes, Jackie Earl Haley. I know you didn't recognize him. But I forgot yeah, about I, that at first. I remembered that he was in the movie and then I was like, oh, wait, Jackie Earl Haley was in that. And he's yeah. like 12. Yeah. I see so, it now. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't, couldn't recognize him as a kid. Sorry. He has a real presence here. Mm-hmm. He's really good. I mean, and he's got, he's got the eyes. His eyes are just like something about him. But he's so good in this, and um, he's the you know they find out he's the best athlete in the area. He's a loan shark, you know. He told me he's gonna break my leg. Gave him a nickel and he's or something. He gave me a nickel and he said he'd break my legs if I didn't give him a dime or something like that. I mean, it, it's <laughs> some funny stuff like that. Buttermaker calls him an ex-con. He's like yeah. twelve. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Amanda, you know, playing air hockey with him. I lost, so I have to go to the Rolling Stones concert with him. Excuse um, me, is that a bad thing? <laughs> I know. I would love to go to the Rolling Stones concert. Now, now I would the, have killed. The, the idea, the idea that twelve-year-old kids are going to see the Rolling Stones just kind of makes me feel old, right? Um, you know. Do you know what is kind of funny though? This is a weird thing. I, I actually because. Everything goes around, comes around because I see kids who are like in fifth grade wearing Rolling Stones shirts. There was a kid in a Rolling Stones shirt in my fifth grade class this year and this week. And I'm like, I don't have any idea if they listen to them or know who they are, but they're wearing the shirt. Um, So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, Someone's raising them, right? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's right. But this is the line that you were talking about off mic where where it's just I know kids that are 11 are on the pill it's like don't ever say that word around me again he's so serious (laughs) it's like it was like you're not my father who do you think you are I'm your goddamn manager that's who just goes along with a league of their own hey who's the goddamn manager here I am (laughs) (laughs) but there's also that sense that you know he's more than her manager yeah he's her he loves her he's her protector you know he he's a father figure very much now that she can't hold her own i'm pretty sure she would kick kelly's ass oh yeah (laughs) absolutely well apparently there was talk of a sequel like a, a, a direct sequel not not you know like the Bad News Bears Go to Japan, those sequels, but one that actually had Tatum O'Neill and um, Jackie Earl Haley now coaching opposing yeah. Little League teams. Oh, that would have been cute. I think that would be a blast. I I mean, it's like, if only that kind of thing could happen, that would be wonderful. I mean, if the legacy sequels are happening all the time now. They're the thing, so who mm-hmm. knows? I think this that's one I wouldn't mind seeing, frankly. But... This scene I really like with Lupus and Tanner. Tanner, where they fill up Lupus's hat with ketchup and put it, the bullies do. And then Tanner just says, Hey, you got something on your face. And he shoves his burrito in the kid's face and, you know, he <laughs> picks a fight with them just to protect this kid that he's been making fun of the whole time just because yeah. he's on his team. Exactly. You know? That's what this is when Tanner is turning around because yeah. yeah, this is a kid that I've been calling like a boogerini moron or whatever. <laughs> but you know what? 
he's my teammate and you're not going to talk to him like that or treat him like that or bully him. That's right. I love it's that. Like, it's, it's like nobody bullies lupus but me kind of more. <laughs> right. <is> what it- <laughs> well, he gets thrown in the garbage and everything. He totally loses mm-hmm. the fight, but you got to admire him for just exactly yeah <laughs> giving it his all. It, it's great. I mean, this is the team forming. You know, really mm-hmm. becoming a team and Kelly is not going to play. Then Roy has, a, you know, you're a delinquent. Why don't you get out of here? It just sends him out of the stands and everything and says, Kelly, why are you here? Some asshole changed my mind. Oh, is that when he's Which is the case. The- Honestly, that same asshole is the one that changed Buttermaker's mind, too. Let's face yeah. it. By saying to quit, he yeah. was sort of gives him the i guess this the gall whatever to say well fuck you excuse me i'm gonna for anyone who is offended by that um <laughs> not you um <laughs> <No>. <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna show you it's that kind of thing that buttermaker has in common with the kids it's like you think we're worthless well i'm going to show you him having the wrong attitude gives them the right attitude right he has the wrong outlook on like what this is supposed to be for these kids not all about winning you know it's about more than that i had the scene before kelly when he's uh before kelly comes in yeah and he's passing out the cups (laughs) oh yeah yes 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 if she's not wearing one i'm not wearing one and then you just hear they all throw like the shot where they all they'll throw him back at him and you just you hear very subtly Tanner yells out anyway it's too small <laughs> yes i heard that one <laughs> that kid kills me oh my so god funny. <laughs> um you know and then they get their first win of course because the white Sox have to forfeit <laughs> <laughs> yeah which is great. But then they have that great playing montage where it's actually a playing montage and they're climbing the leaderboard for the mm-hmm. league. And they're getting better. They are getting better, clearly. And he's, yeah. you know, Buttermaker is you know, caring about them winning and seeing the confidence that it's building in them and seeing that it's bettering them and all that. And and he, I think, I think he's kind of getting a high off of seeing them feel good about themselves mm-hmm. you know <laughs> but um related to the scene with the 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 jock supports is ahmed at the end of that montage gets hit in the balls by <laughs> and, and there's like and roy goes like roy it's funny he gets out on the field it's like all right come on get a stretcher and i don't even know who it is it says a stretcher Ogilvy, for his balls it's <laughs> Is that who? The, sub, got, the subtitles said Ogilvy. So. It says Ogilvy. It says, oh, but it says like stretcher for his balls. I think that is the funniest line. I didn't. I never even noticed it before this last watch, and it was just. Mm-hmm. It just. It made me laugh so hard. This is one of those movies where it's like you watch it the first time just to watch it, and then you yeah. watch it again, and you you realize all the stuff that's just fucking hilarious about it that you probably missed. <laughs> first time yeah and like i said every time i've watched it i just love it more i think it's it just gets funnier it gets more sort of connects with me more emotionally because you get to know the kids and and Mm. buttermaker and it just has this real like i said there's an authenticity to it. it it feels very real i mean it doesn't feel like actors at no. some point it's just like it's just it feels very real there's some little insert things you know like they the boys go and 
go to uh, Amanda's ballet class and um (laughs) where kelly is hitting on the girl it's like so uh i'm i'm batting seven seven eighty one or whatever he says like you know i play for the bears it's like hey i've got a harley davidson does that turn you on harley davidson (laughs) that cracked me up And the thing again, it's it's a totally unnecessary scene, but I mean, it, it's no, just it's not. It's adds, totally necessary. <laughs> it yeah. adds it adds to the characters and it adds to the right. texture of the movie, right? Absolutely. And okay, so the, they're getting to the point where you know if they win this, they're getting into the playoffs, they're getting to the championship, and that part where he tells Kelly, you know, any ball that you get near, go for it, and so this is where you know it goes too far. I mean, you yeah. see uh, the competition is kind of overtaking his care for the kids. Yeah. And I, I think that is a really interesting thing. I mean, this is where sort of some of that stage parent stuff comes in for yeah. me, you know, and you see it with Roy as well. Like when he lets the one kid go for the ball, he sort of stays out of the way. Cause he kind of feels bad, you know, mm-hmm. that he's been ball hogging the ball and he knows it's not good for the team. And, is it Ogilvy? I can't remember who it was. Or Ahmed or someone misses it and it doesn't catch the ball. The line that you have is what Buttermaker says to him. It's like, when I give you an order, I expect you to follow it. It's like, oh, so we're following orders now. Yeah. And, you know, and, and you even see Kelly trying to fix it after the game. You know, over here's one says he's just a rotten ball hog. He's like, hey, you want to go and ride with me? You want And they're all just yeah. ignoring him and walking. Off. Oh, man. Because he spent this whole time, like, actually teaching them and building up their confidence. And as soon as, you know, Kelly, I mean, Buttermaker has. But as soon as Kelly, you know, does that, that first time where he, like, runs in front of one of the other players to catch the ball, that's when they realize he's like what the fuck (laughs) i could have gotten that you've built a you've built us up and now you're just trying to get us down because you you want to win and kelly kelly knows it's not his fault you know it's not it's not (laughs) kelly's fault at all i actually don't blame him at all no but Um, you can just see how it's hurt the kids you know like what and what why he's that he's going in the wrong direction like you said with them and like focusing too much on on winning in in the competition and beating the other team rather than doing the best that you can building up their character yeah Yeah. doing the best you can i mean is that's the key line at the ending isn't it um oh okay this this part also has one of my favorite sight gags again with tanner (laughs) though what's that when um one of the members of the opposing team uh like kind of walks by him because because kelly they they all notice that kelly has been a ball hog the whole time and he just kind of says something to tanner was like oh does he go to the bathroom for you too and it's another one of those like just no music and like the shot is holding on him and tanner just like breaks up the kid is like three feet taller than tanner but he like runs after him like he's gonna tackle him and it's fucking hilarious to me i don't know why that just made me but it's also like he's because he like really cares you know Mm -hmm. by this point too yeah, he does. I, d- I just thought that was hilarious, though, like because it's just another sight gag of him just being like absolutely nuts and like willing to go after everybody. Like he's gonna beat up the whole seventh grade. <laughs> okay. That's right. Yeah. 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 Now th- this next scene, though, I think is the best scene in the movie. Is where first of all, you know, he's putting Amanda's arm into oh. the 
into the beer. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, he's pulling out the beers so she can it's ice her elbow. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that's pretty funny. But then it's just a really emotional scene, though. But I mean, yeah. first of all, we're seeing that her arm is really hurting. And she talked about, you know, at the beginning, it says, you know, you, you put, I had to have my arm in a sling because of that fastball you taught me. And so that is something that continues through the ending as well. But he's, she's just talking about, you know, hey, uh, after the season's over, maybe we can, you and my mom and me can hang out. And he says, uh, your mom and I don't get along. And then um, she says, well, maybe you and I can hang out. You know, you, we can go swimming or we can... You can take horseback riding or you can take me to the movies or or whatever and do the things that they used to do when they were like father daughter yeah Yeah. family Uh, basically yeah and that part where he just he just says well can't you get it through your head that i don't want your company it's heartbreaking yeah and i don't think he really feels that way though no not at all no he loves her are you kidding absolutely (laughs) and so there's a lot of you know unsaid things going on here i don't know he doesn't want to i think get in touch with that part of himself because it's too painful in a way you know it's like if he starts this relationship with her he could lose her again i think that he's trying to insulate himself from hurting (laughs) in a lot of ways or i think he just knows that she's got some real talent whether it's you know baseball or whatever she chooses to do like she's just she's that kind of person that she's gonna go after something and succeed at it and he's gonna be in the way of that he's gonna be in the way he's gonna drag her down you know he's a bum you you know you don't want to hang around with me i'm a bum i'm just you know because she's talking about like oh i just want to hang out with you and like clean pools it's like you can do so much better than me that's all that's as far as i'm gonna get you can go farther and he doesn't want to he is yeah he's i think he's protecting her more even than he's protecting himself and she knows Um, it she knows exactly what he's doing in this scene even though he like throws beer in her face (laughs) right well there's that moment after that now this one of the things i love about it this movie is not sentimental it's emotional you know Mm -hmm. it allows the emotions to play out in a way that doesn't force it on you as an audience you know what i mean so when she and, and i'm not saying I, I'm not. You're saying a legal throne does no, that? No, that's that's not what I'm saying. In fact, I, I think <laughs> if anything, maybe the bookends do a little bit. All right, all right, all right. I'm, 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 I get I'm doing it. my I'm doing my Tom Hanks motions here. Um. Anyway, <laughs> but but you know what I mean though. You're because still, yeah. the camera follows her from behind for a while, and then she turns around and she's got tears in her eyes, mm-hmm. and then it cuts back to uh, Buttermaker sitting in the dugout and he does too and it's yeah. just like whoa i know <laughs> it's so it's, it's so good oh so good and then you know the next part where he admits that he uh told kelly to cover for them and says we're in the championship isn't that what you wanted that's kind of the thing and then his line now just behave yourselves and act like men that is him having completely forgotten the most important reason why they wanted to play baseball in the first place, right? Because it's fun. Yeah. See, it's not fun anymore. It's all about the competition. And then it cuts to Roy Turner, and he's saying, I don't want to talk to you about winning. I want to talk to you about losing. Because if you lose today, you're going to have to live with that. Nice pep talk, coach. Right. <laughs> you know, it, it's... Re- yeah. And I get it too. That's 
kind of why I stopped enjoying sports uh, after a while, like when I was pretty Mm -hmm. young, is when, as I got older, I think I quit around like seventh grade or something, because it got, you know, you get to that point, that certain point where it stops being about the fun and it actually starts being about the competition. Yeah. And it's all about winning. And I was just like, well, this isn't fun for me anymore, even though, like I said, I wasn't a good player. And there was one basketball game I remember where I didn't even get to play. Because I wasn't good enough and they didn't want to use me, you know? And I was just like, well, okay, then I'm done. If, if I don't sure. even get to play, like, what's the point of that? Like, I'm, I I didn't have that, like I said, I didn't have that competitive spirit, but I just, I wanted to have fun and I enjoyed playing, you know, being on a team and being with my teammates. Yeah. I mean, for some people thrive on that kind of competition and stuff, but for kids this I, age, yeah. like, come on. <laughs> I know. And and the thing is, it, it becomes about the competition, the, the competition is between the adults there's this yeah. there's this real grudge obviously between Roy and Buttermaker that is like you know they just don't like each other at all and um the teams don't like each other because of it and i love that <laughs> brawl at the beginning you know Tanner just kicks the kid in the nuts it's just like <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's a big brawl and, and that's because that's after the one guy slides like spikes um spikes her in the uh, uh spikes chest. her in the chest it's like i know i don't got much there but what i got sure hurts uh it's pretty funny. hey getting hit in the tit hurts just oh, as much as getting oh, hit I in know. the balls <laughs> i i know that's what i hear that's what i hear but uh, th- this first part i mean you really are they really are showing that buttermaker has become just as bad as roy yeah. as far as this competition i mean just think about everything that's happening on here. You've got, he yells at Ahmed about swinging when he should have let himself be walked. And he tells Rudy to let the ball hit him twice. Ah, I know. Uh, it's like, and he just says, do as I tell you. There's no discussion. And um, he can see how that's affecting him on his face. Cause he's, yeah. he's really yeah. hurt that he asked him to do that. Yep. And it doesn't yep. seem to affect him. Yep. He, he goes and he yells at the umpire and it shows Roy. And it, this is all intercut with Roy yelling at his players. And then um, Rudy it says, I want to, I want to let the ball hit you again. He says, but it hurts. I don't want to do it again. And he says, says, well, don't hit the back or the arm or the leg instead, you know, just yeah. do it. And then um, he doesn't take Amanda out, even though her arm is fried and she's not doing very well. And he throws that tantrum in the dugout after Rudy tries to hit and he gets and he gets out literally like throws him across the dugout yeah yeah next time I tell you to do something you do it don't you want to beat those bastards yeah and this is this part I mean this is incredible don't you want to beat those bastards silence then close up on each kid Yep. close up on everyone's face and like these kid i mean i don't know what they did to get these performance i hear michael ritchie is kind of was kind of a tough guy to work with so maybe he really did lay into him who knows but i mean he made a damn hell of a lot of good movies though i tell you I, I was looking through michael ritchie's filmography and it was like yeah these are some of my favorite discoveries of recent years i mean prime cut I can't think of any oh okay uh, yeah. um uh, he did Fletch. He did Fletch Lives, which I haven't seen either of those in a hundred years. Um, I've seen them all. Smile, which is terrific. Yeah, good stuff. But then, right after after that moment, I was like, he, he obviously, you know, he he gets it too. I mean, again, it's these mm-hmm. wordless performances. There's so much that the actors are just showing on their faces. You can just see the realization. Yeah, he can see the realization on his face, like before he ever says anything. Yeah, all get right. out there. I fucked and- up. 
do the, the best, best you, you can. can. I, I mean, that's that's great. So, I mean, the way this plays out is really wonderful. I actually love it from, the, from that moment till the end. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, this is what it's about. It's like he's remembering this is what it's about. You have the whole thing where Turner, you know, who's Roy, the coach's son, right? Um, versus Engelbert, you know, throw it low and outside. But I wanted um, to strike him out. It's like, yeah. no, just walking. He wants, like, again, it's the same thing with the the Bears. Like, he actually wants to try and yeah. do his best. That's his right. Won't let him. Yeah. That's right. Well, and then then he almost hits uh, Engelbert with Engelbert Engelberg with Berg. the ball, and it's like. Probably was just a wild ball. He wasn't focused enough, and and he oh. almost hits him. Engelberg doesn't care. He's like, it's part of the game. But what does Roy do? He goes over, walks over to his son, and slaps him, and says, "You did that on purpose, didn't you?" Mm-hmm. Um, and then the mom, "You son of a bitch." <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's oh yeah. <laughs> but Joey, you know, Joey is uh, Turner. Just doesn't throw the ball. He just holds on. I to the love ball. that. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of like casually playing with it. Like, oh. That scene, though, I mean, <laughs> uh. so again, it's all wordless. He just holds onto the ball. You know, everyone's freaking out. He lets uh, Engelberg gets a homer because of it. You know, which he would have been out. You know, probably yeah. before he got to first. And then he just walks over to his dad, drops the ball at his feet, and walks out. Mm, it's perfect. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's perfect. And Matthau is just watching this whole thing. And he's, I think, again, he's realizing, you know, I've been doing this. Mm. You know, I, I probably came that close to doing the same kind of thing. And Morrow, I mean, you, there's genuine, like, I fucked up on his face, too. I think there's, he's trying to play it cool and everything like that. But he's like, I can't believe I just did that. I think when Whitewood comes in later, though, he has a good little moment. Mm-hmm. Because he's, because he, Buttermaker wants to go back to like what he was you know trying to do again like in the beginning like let yeah. give everybody a chance to play that was before, that was the like, whole reason he sued the league yeah and whitewood has a little line here where he's like boys hurt easily because he's talking about like you know don't put mm-hmm. in a kid to play just to fail it's like okay but also not putting them in at all and not even giving them the chance like that's gonna hurt just as much too well it's really a great moment where he says you know, Ogilvy, Lupus, Miguel, Jose, you're in. Hmm? And then, and then Lupus, who doesn't say, he says hardly a word the whole movie. And I, I wrote this one down too, because I love this little exchange. And he says, listen, Lupus, you didn't come into this life just to sit around on a dugout bench, did you? And he kind of shakes his head. No, then get your ass out there and do the best you can. And I mean, I'm sorry, but in this case, it's sort of like, I know, maybe it's corny to say it this way, but that is the game of life, right? I mean, that's what we're talking about here. You didn't just come into this world to sit around and do nothing, did you? Do do your best while you're here, because that's all you got. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there's so much that is, and and this is Mathau, our butter maker, not Mathau, saying this to himself, too, because he has been letting himself just sort of bump through life clearly for a long time now. And he's tired of it. I mean, it's like, and that line, you know, is it really necessary to send in that lupus kid now? <laughs> because we could win this. I mean, that's Whitewood's yeah. real concern. You know, yeah, let's that's face what, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's, yeah. And he tries to cover that up by saying like that, it, that yeah. it, it, that's going to hurt them if they, 
they go out there and they suck in front of everybody and embarrass themselves. And yeah. it's like, yeah, but we're all just here to play and have fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and there's another so, line where where, yeah. where the kids are sort of freaking out on him. It's like, why did you do that? Why did you put that in? He's like, and he just says, don't worry about it. When and, before he had been like threatening to put in Rudy Stein, you know, right. and it's like mm-hmm. now everybody gets a chance to play. Yeah. And it's such a beautiful moment. And it's even... A little kid, I think, can understand, oh, no, they're, they're going to lose, aren't they? You know, but what do you have in this moment? You have that moment where that fly ball hits out to Lupus and he catches it. He catches it. Yay. And just what a moment that is for that kid. Huh? Right. You know, and, and, and isn't that what it's supposed to be about? It's like, how how good does that kid feel at that moment? You know, and his teammates coming around him and, and cheering him and everything. It's like, it wasn't softball, but I remember, like, a great catch that I made in a game of, like, mm-hmm. um, dodgeball or something, you know, sure. where I made, like, an impossible catch. It was really low to the ground. I had a squat and I grabbed it. And I still remember that moment, you know, because sure. that was, like, really cool. And everyone was like, wow, good job, you know? Yeah. That's what, that's Lupus's moment. And it's beautiful. It is. It is. Here's what I, this is, I guess, my question for the end of this movie. Okay. Is Buttermaker teaching them how to lose? Uh, I mean, partly. Lose gracefully. Try your best and accept whatever happens and just do sure. better the next time. Practice. We're gonna, we'll see yeah. you next season. We'll kick your ass. <laughs> right. I mean, and, and the thing is. <laughs> That's what Tanner says, but. You know. Right, right. <laughs> What I wrote down here, my thought is is like, kind of, yeah, I think that is. Because, I mean, it's like there is a chance. They could win. I mean, he's not uh-huh. like setting him up just to fail entirely. But he does say it, it feels like, you know, it's okay to lose if you gave it your all. Yeah. If you just half-assed it and you lose, that's not okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Or if you don't try and you lose, then that's not okay. And it wasn't one person that lost it for anybody. Yeah. You know, it's the team thing. We lose we'll just together. Have to, yeah. We'll just have to work on it and we'll yeah. win next season. Exactly. It's like, and I love, okay. Ahmed's part where he gets out. I love this part where he goes up and he says, all right, this is for all that. It's going way out there, sucker. You know, and and then he bunts it because he learned yes. that at the beginning of the movie yes. from that's a diversionary tactic. You know, yep. it's this little moment <laughs> earlier on. It's like, well, what? Did, you know, that whole part where it's like, that is a bunt. You're supposed to go get it. <laughs> it's like, well, why were we yelling at them for? It's like, it was a diversionary <laughs> tactic. I mean, there is a real feeling to me at this point that they could pull it off, that they could win. Um, mm-hmm. They've got the bases loaded. Roy kind of does a stupid, you know, wants them to walk Kelly. Yeah. It's like, are you kidding? Walking a man when the bases are loaded? You know, it's like, this is baseball. But, you know, the the whole, even when he knows they're, they've lost by one, he starts handing out beers to everyone in the, yep. in the dugout. <laughs> okay. In the remake, they're non-alcoholic, which is just like the dumbest thing. Uh, and it's like, it's like, no it's just, it just pulls, it just pulls its punches. And it makes me so sad because it just doesn't have the, guts that this movie has and and this is what what are these for well we lost is we're celebrating (laughs) it's like and they're like why because you should be damn proud of yourselves it's hard for me not to do the walter matthau impression i'm sorry (laughs) and they just have this great moment he's like hey buttermaker lay off with the beers okay (laughs) he's like (laughs) he's like he doesn't care at all what anybody thinks it's 
oh, it's great. And it's like, and then there's that moment where it's like, maybe next spring you'll teach me how to hit. And he mm-hmm. says to her, you bet. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's just beautiful stuff right there. Yeah. Everything that he said to her in that scene, like that yeah. doesn't, doesn't it just matter. Gets erased. She, she knew, I think what he meant there yep. i think he was he was more like punishing himself and not really being mean mm-hmm. to her in that moment and so they're good yeah they're definitely they're good, good. <laughs> they're good now this ending is this i love is it. perfect ending because it's the characters i mean it's about the characters and this movie never forgets that and that part where the yankees give their half-assed apology it's like you fought hard it's just being so snarky about it it's like we were mean and, to you all season, but you did good. Yeah. And <laughs> Cleveland hands him, there's your second place trophy. It's like this little thing. And That's uh, a funny moment with her too, I think, because doesn't um, Buttermaker say, like, thank you, sir, to her? <laughs> and there's just this look on her face. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> it's good stuff. And then you have Turner's great last line. It's like, hey, Yankees, you can take Tanner. your trophy. Tanner. Did I who did I say? <laughs> he said Turner. <laughs> Turner. Why did I oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. It's, I wrote I wrote that in my notes. Tanner. Tanner. I'm changing that, even though I, no one will ever see these notes. <laughs> Tanner yelling, Hey Yankees, you can take your trophy and your apology and shove it straight up your ass. And another thing, Lupus says, just wait till next year. You know, throws the trophy at him. It's and then you have the great, you know, the dun, 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 yep, you know, <laughs> music from Carmen. And then Lupus I mean, is the the one that like you know pours the beer of the kids because you know yeah. he's the Marla of the movie coming out of his shell, you yeah. know. He stands up to the other kids, well, and, uh, and then ah. it just has that long backtrack where it's like, and there's an American flag, and it's like this is anywhere USA baseball being. The great American pastime, yes. I mean, and there is something magical about baseball as much as I kind of, you know, joked about it earlier. Yeah, um, me too. I know. <laughs> uh, but there there really is. a. I mean, and I think the best sports movies for me are baseball movies. I know you don't care for Bull Durham. I happen to like that movie. As I recall, I haven't seen it in a long time. Um, I don't know. I just, it didn't do anything for me. (laughs) The Natural, I think, is a really good movie. I remember, I have very distinct memories of The Natural because I saw it in the theater, down at the little dollar theater we had downtown when I was really young. And all I remembered was that ending with the exploding lights and everything at the end. And I, and this, that's probably one of my earliest memories of a movie. That and the guys running through the surf at the beginning of Chariots of Fire. I remember that. I don't know why I saw those movies in the theater when I was really little, but I did. And, um, <laughs> Because my mom was like, I want to go to a movie. <laughs> let's let's go to the movies. And that's <laughs> yeah. that's what was playing for a dollar. He was Chariots of Fire and sure. the Natural. So yeah, I think baseball there's something really cinematic about baseball, which is weird because it is a slow moving game. Yeah. <laughs> but um but maybe Not terribly you, the exciting. fact Maybe it's editing, the fact that you can cut a lot out. And that it's it's a team sport, but there's uh-huh. also a lot of individual, individual talent element, that has yeah. to go into mm-hmm. it. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I mean, there's some sports movies I definitely want to catch up on. Um, Dallas North 40 is one I want to catch up on. I, I should, I'd like to see The Longest Yard again. It's been a long time. <laughs> there's a lot. Um, of, apparently, there's a lot of these I haven't seen either. Yeah. I haven't seen that. Remember the Titans? And yeah. I remember really liking Remember the Titans. And the there was one with James Caan uh, called uh, The Program that was kind of a tough uh, college football movie. It was sort of... <laughs> Sort of the anti-sentimental, um, you know, right. Varsity Blues movie. Um, I remember Friday Night Lights being a really, really good movie. The only ones I can think of right now are like the kids' movies. We got this one. You got the Sandlot. Sure. One one that I love that no, like no one ever talks about is The Big Green. Oh, I think sure. That is a great little movie. I've never it's seen a, it. It's a um, soccer movie, and it's a, the same kind of thing where it's like a little mm-hmm. ragtag group of kids that learns yeah. the sport and they they are they know nothing about it you know for, at the beginning and they become really good at the end and it's it's yeah. really i think it's really sweet then if you want to go way back i mean there's pride of the yankees which is frankly you know influences all these movies you know the lou Gehrig story yeah. it's a good movie it's got the of course gary cooper at the end today i consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth um all that so oh, okay there's one I'll probably get hate for loving, but it's another like kind of childhood one that <laughs> just got to me for some reason, and I still really enjoy it. Is the uh, the angels in the outfield? I was just gonna say that <laughs> as a joke, and then you actually <laughs> said it. Wow, I like it. Did you, I'm did you know sorry. that? I've never I've never seen it. I I don't have these places to talk, <laughs> but that's actually a remake too. Yeah, it um, is. So <laughs> I haven't yeah. seen the original, but the yeah. remake is. I'm sorry. It, it's it's really cute and yeah. cheesy as fuck and so sentimental oh, sure. and so dumb, but I love it. I'm sorry. I can't help it. <laughs> I watched um, The Rookie with, um, oh gosh. I, I Meg- remember it not being that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Meg Ryan's ex-husband. What's his name? <laughs> Dennis Quaid. Okay. With yes. Dennis Quaid in it. Um, and I thought that was actually another one that was really surprising because it's, again, it's, it's the ups and downs. It's not just, mm-hmm. hey, we discovered this guy and he became a big star. No, there's some real tough stuff like it, the strain it puts on their marriage late in the film that is really strong and powerful. So, yeah, that was a that was a good one. Um, I love ones like Bring It On, too. That's not really like sports, maybe, but well, that, it's, it's, it's got the it's same kind of feeling enough. about it. Yeah. And then there's also um, Stick It, which is a really, really good one about gymnastics. Yeah, yeah. I that actually that by the, the ending like sequence of that movie i think is phenomenal awesome. and it should be talked yeah. about more one that has sort of the feel of a sports movie but is actually a music movie is drumline <laughs> have you ever seen that oh i think i have a while ago yeah yeah because it's about competition but it's it's yeah. it's like it's like marching band competitions yeah. and there's a certain sort of sports feel to that one um but it's not technically a sports movie anyway we could go on and on there are obviously a zillion sports movies but yeah. um I mean, we didn't talk about like all the the ones we said we weren't going to choose for this like all the boxing the boxing and wrestling, and wrestling movies rocky the wrestler yeah uh, i'd actually love to talk about the wrestler yeah or um <laughs> raging bull that would be a bummer of a movie to talk about but it's a great film uh, that's for sure or fat city the John Huston movie yes. is terrific. That's a that's one of the best boxing movies ever. Yeah, that was really good. So yeah, then of Stay course the class classics like The Champ, um, which I haven't actually seen The Champ. Uh, I saw The Harder They Fall with Humphrey Bogart, which is a 
which is a good movie. I missed out on that. There was um, Criterion had something on a while ago where they had like all these old boxing movies and I had them all mm. in my queue and now they're gone. I missed them. Uh, sure. But there was a bunch of cool ones like that that I wanted to yeah. catch up on. Right. So we got plenty of uh, material for several we more could definitely, movies. If you we could definitely make a decision more. about a movie, yeah. you want to talk well, about. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I'd love to do the Karate Kid. I, I, <laughs> but like I said, it felt a little bit more like a Rocky movie, you know, as sure. I thought about it more. And uh, boy, no movie that I can think of that I've seen recently has grown on me as much as The Bad News Bears. It just went from being a movie that I saw to being a movie that I love in yeah. just like a couple months. And I just, I don't know, something compelled me to just watch it over and over. And, I, you know, I mean, not necessarily watch it closely every time, but to have it, I could, it was one I could just put on. You know, and let play and just really enjoy. I'm glad you went with that one eventually, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think that was the that right was good one. to go with. Yeah, that's the right way to go with A League of yeah. Their Own, especially. Yeah, yeah. I mean, A League of Their Own is such a big movie to me. I hope I got I, it all in that I wanted to, you know, and expressed. Uh, like I said, I could talk about every little moment of that movie, but we don't want this podcast to be six hours long. You're right. Just know that everything I didn't talk about, I love. I love every second of that movie. I know yeah. you don't. <laughs> no, I, 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 I love just about every second of the <laughs> s- stuff that takes place in 1942. Right. <laughs> 1943. Okay, fair enough. Okay. So um, that, there you go. But uh, it's just bring up that again. Sorry. <laughs> Just those bookends. Okay, the bookends don't work for me. Um, oh, I have the perfect recommendation, too, for this episode that I've been trying that to give be? to you, and you need to do it. I mean, what else can you pick to go along with A League of Their Own, the movie, other than A League of Their Own, the series, which you can find on Amazon Prime, which is actually really great. Okay. And I think y'all should check it out if you haven't. All right. Cool. And you won't. We... That's fine. <laughs> I don't know. I hear it's good. I mean, not just from you. It's very good. It's very gay. And I love it. <laughs> All right. Cool. You finally started watching the one I've been recommending to you for years, too. So, hey. So, it's your turn. <laughs> there we go. Well, I've got a couple years left before I need this. Years? I, you have not been recommending that for years. Yes, I have. Have you? Yes, I have. We're talking about what we do in the shadows, yeah. by the way. She finally started watching it. And is it great? Yes. Was I right? Yes. Yes. Yes, I was. Will Guess it only what? get better from here? Yes. I'm I'm right here too. So okay. you're I believe have to watch you. It. I believe you. Honestly, I just haven't had that much time uh, to take <laughs> on the new show. Content. Yeah. There really is. Okay. Well, um, that is our baseball episode. We would encourage you to just go out there and do your best. Do the best you can. (laughs) And yeah, we will do what? Talk about our socials. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm on all the places at Brian Waves 42. I was wondering, I was like, does he not want to say it? Okay, Uh, that's fine. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Michelle Aiken. And the show is at Movie Life Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Neither of us really post much anywhere, though. (laughs) Which makes us, you know, so a really exciting follow. But, you know, hey. Every now and then, there's just explosive content there. And I posted about when I got I got my hair done the cool. other day. That's exciting, right? Cool. I should post when I get my hair done, which is <laughs> which means I shave it again. 
I'm probably going to do it this weekend. Yeah, it is. I know it's getting a little, it's getting a little long over there. So anyway, but enough of okay, that. Now, now you what, can say it. What are we going to do, Michelle? We will see you all next time. Bye. Bye.